0: This is Lucas Logue, driver of the number 20L traditional sprint car owned by Team Log Racing. And if you're headed over to Cedar Lake Super Speedway to watch some dirt get thrown,
1: you better tune in to the RTS Podcast.
0: RTS Podcast
2: starts right now. RTS podcast presented by GT Transport LLC here from the Lightspeed Equipment Studios episode 93. It's Mark. It's Mike. What's up? What's going on, man? It's just another uh, beautiful, cold Minnesota day.
0: The sun's shining right now. It's not too bad out there. It ain't warm enough
2: to be racing sprint cars. It
0: is not. Hopefully sooner than later, but it's not looking good, is it, Mark? It
2: is not. Uh, Looking at the uh, forecast for this weekend for the uh, spring sprint car spectacular at Cedar Lake, it's not looking good,
0: Mike. No, it's not. I would give it a big old thumbs down at this point, but... Crazier things has happened, but with uh with the rain coming, cold temperatures, I can't see it happening.
2: Nope, I have a, a pretty good feeling that uh, we will be uh, not racing again this weekend, and Mother Nature will remain undefeated so far in twenty twenty
0: three. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think there was only one other time besides last year that we didn't get a race in at Cedar Lake Speedway in April. So now it's looking like we're almost going to go back to back years. You know, I was
2: actually kind of thinking about this, and I don't have our schedule memorized by heart, but if we don't race this weekend, there's a good chance, depending on, obviously, weather situations later on in the month of May, was, we might not
0: even see Cedar Lake until June. It'd be pretty nuts, man. <laughs> you know, the next wing race is the 13th at Ogilvy, and... I believe the non-wings are there the following weekend, the 7th. So, yeah, if, if it's not sitting good, it could be a long time. Could it be, could be past Memorial Day. That'd be crazy. It is. Non-wings are at Cedar Lake Memorial Day weekend because you guys are up north. Yeah, wings are Eagle Valley and Ashland.
2: Yeah, but we're at Eagle Valley together on that Friday, and then we separate on, sal- non- on Saturday.
0: Yep, non-wings, Eagle Valley, and Cedar. You're correct. Going up north is always a good time. A lot of fun.
2: It's always a good time. We were just talking about Ashland, you know, not that long ago with uh, Luke Slogue. It's a blast. But I'm I'm really looking for. I've never been to Cedar Lake in all of my years. I've never been there on a Memorial Day weekend. I don't think I have. Because we've always been out of town, whether we've been racing.
0: Yeah, spring car wise, definitely been up north, freaking out west, out east, everywhere. It's been nuts. So I'm actually, I've heard it's a good
2: time. You know, they usually do a pretty good job of getting folks in the stands there. Yeah. And I'm excited to see just what the atmosphere is like. Hopefully, it's a good night of racing, a good amount of cars. Obviously, some people won't be there because it's a holiday weekend. People have family obligations and plans. Right. But I I'm, I'm I'm truly looking forward to that one. Um I got you know, like I said, I will be at Cedar. Like I ain't going up north. Cuz then like I said, <laughs> You're missing we, out. no sir. No because then I get to sleep in my own bed. Yep. Wake up early enough, watch Monaco, get Indy, then the Coke 600. It's a great day.
0: Doing the trifecta. I just hope it's warmer. I hope it's nice out. That's one day I really really like when it's nice out.
2: Yeah, so let's just fingers crossed. I mean, if it's Memorial Day weekend, I'll take it. Yep. I'll take it. I do want to be at Ogilvy definitely want to go back to Ogilvy
0: Ogilvys fun, man. that's always great race there so and I know some of
2: our uh, uh competitors from up north might get a couple from out west you know so that's always a fun weekend you know when you get a good field of cars out there and Ogilvy's always had a great crowd out there for us
0: It's a it's a fun place to race at great facility great track service no I completely agree
2: but uh hopefully fingers crossed in the next couple of weeks we're gonna look at the at the old Ian Leonard 10day forecast <laughs> And warmer weather is in the future, and we will be back at the track because, my God, I don't think I've ever jonesed this bad just for something,
0: just to even be outside. Right. Just something. Dude, like I said, fired my car up a week ago, so man, I got that little itch. You know, it was scratch, but I totally understand what you're saying, man, and I hope you're right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So, like, your car's all
2: ready to rip. You know, yep. you're still working on the 61 machine and everything, but the 61 machine's over at the Kirshner's. Yep. The 87 machines over at Donnie's. Yep. I got nothing over here. To, I can't even plug my damn golf cart in. It's still too cold at night. It's
0: <laughs> very true, man. It's freezing out there some nights.
2: You know, I had to hop on your four wheel the other day with just a plow still on it, just to like simulate doing something outside.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, but no. Oh, yeah nice ratchet strap technique there you had on the uh old trailer
2: hey by any means necessary you got to make it work and luckily enough that ratchet strap r.i.p now oh really oh yeah so it worked the entire time going around the yard picking up all the debris from getting the trees cut and whatnot and it worked great and so i knew the rain was coming and i'm like i'm not leaving this trailer outside Right. Because it's just going to get wet. Everything that's on it, all the debris, the leaves, the sticks, it's just it's going to turn into a hot mess. And I just didn't want to deal with it. So I told Taylor, I'm going to back it up into the garage. Yeah. That's where it's sat ever since because I haven't figured out if what I'm doing with it yet because our compost site isn't open.
0: Fire up the old solo stove.
2: And so lo and behold, that ratchet strap made it all the way up until me backing in to the garage with it. And that's when it snapped. And luckily, I'm in between my truck and Taylor's Jeep right when it breaks and thank god (laughs) the hitch or the you know the tongue of it fell to the ground right away and stopped it because that thing i've already got one major dent on the right side i was going for the matching numbers on the left
0: i would have been a good one no sir no (laughs) sir no uh making
2: Schaefer proud ratchet strapping the trailer hitch i just you know if there's anybody that i'm trying to please around here it's doug
0: danger doug (laughs) i get
2: it i'm just trying to get some approval yep so I think he would have been proud. No, it worked out good, but that ratchet strap, no, RIP. Other than that, man, uh, we got a good one on tap here tonight yeah, do. for episode 93, RTS Podcast, GT Transport, LC, Lightspeed Equipment Studios, 93. It couldn't be anybody else. No, it couldn't. And I'm pretty sure y'all probably got a pretty good idea who it's going to be. It's Brad Peterson.
0: Yeah, awesome dude, man. Started out running on wings, moved up to the wings. Sounds like double duty this year, man, and he's going to be a fun summer for him.
2: No, it's going to be a blast. You know, like I said, uh, it took us a little while to get him in here. It finally got to episode 93. It's here. Had a ton of fun with Brad. It was a crazy day for him. Long yep. day for him. <laughs> right. Long day for us here in the Lightspeed Equipment Studios. Yeah, But uh, it's a good one. Just going to let everybody know this one ran a little bit longer than what we're normally usual to, uh, what we're usually doing. But it's totally worth it. It's a great listen. We had a great time with Brad. He brought us some gifts and everything. I'm still munching on those Hegberg's uh, Beef Sticks. Have you had one yet?
0: They're, they're amazing. Oh, so good. So good. I really like that trail mix stuff that he always brings to the track. I've never had that. Oh, it's just meat, cheese, amazing. Lights out. Yeah. I'll have to remember that Anominal. next time. I'll have to run over there and get a scoop. Absolutely.
2: So, but uh yeah, without further ado, hope you guys enjoy this one. It is the driver of the number ninety three sprint car, Brad Peterson. Mike, I think officially, officially, the youth movement over the last five weeks of this show is officially over.
0: Dude, it's squashed. It's over.
2: So I think our guest that's joining us this week here on the RTS podcast presented by GT Transport
0: LLC actually was able to drive himself here. He didn't have to take the bus. It was pretty cool. Didn't have to get a permission slip. You know he's older than 18 when he backs in the driveway. Oh, he backed (laughs) in the driveway. He backed in the driveway. I like that. That's style points right there, man. Style (laughs) points.
2: But uh, yeah, this is going to be a good one, folks. And there is a potential that this one might run a little
0: longer than usual. Yeah, we don't get this guy home and he got no homework or no bus to catch in the morning.
2: No, we got all night. We got a, uh, a fridge full of beer. We got a half a bottle of Fireball, which I think started at about three quarters. And it's only been maybe an hour since he got here.
0: I wouldn't <laughs> say it was that long, but
2: uh, I think a few beers have been drank. Yep. This one is going to be fun. It's been 93 episodes in the making. It has. This maybe took a couple years to happen, but we finally came to a conclusion that, hey, on episode 93, this is when it's going to go down and we finally made it here. We did. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to bring in the driver of the number 93 sprint car, Brad Peterson. What's up, man? Welcome to the show.
1: Dang, guys, that was quite the introduction. I wasn't nervous until you went through that, and you guys are professionals at this, and I was just like, yeah, this is going to be fun, I can't wait to do this, and I, yeah, no, this was pretty cool, and that was a hell of an introduction, and I backed in in case I got to get out of here, you know, because we're going to be here for a while. I (laughs) I just back it in, and then I can tear out of here and head for the hills, you know. I know we tried to do setting this bad boy up a couple
2: of years ago. Didn't work. Tried again last year. Didn't work. And then you and me just finally came to the agreement and said, hey, when you get to episode 93, call me.
1: Yeah. And you hit me with that 92 and I was like, God dang, this thing's going to happen pretty quick here. <laughs> Even though 92 was one of my first race cars that actually started with the number 91 was our first car. It was an old rigid quarter midget and the numbers progressed up to 93 and now every car's 93. It seems like, you know, so we're nice. not going to go to 94 or 95 that I, that I know of. We like the 93. It's got a cool look to it for us and yeah, it looks good on the car and even the kids coming up through carts are in the same number 93. So the layout of the number is that Mark Marquez number 93 super bike. And i big motorcycle okay. fan. I race motocross, uh, was fast at it, wanted to get a super bike. And I thought, you know what, that could be the end of things because I like to go fast and them things are, uh, you know, ridiculously dangerous. Uh, yeah. Not that sprint car racing is safe. It is one of the most dangerous forms of racing. And I just figured it was safer than falling off a dirt bike you know, with age get a cage, but right. yeah, that's uh <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. With oh, age yeah. get a cage. Oh, I heard that, I thought and actually we'll get into that story, how it all happened. So
2: But I have one follow up question to that. You know how he's talking about the ninety one to the ninety two to the ninety three, but he kinda of stopped there, didn't go ninety four, ninety five. Now say you did go to ninety five. What would the contract negotiations be like with Kevin Bradwell to assume that number
1: fully? I mean, we talking case of beer, are we talking cash exchange, like what are we doing? Mr. Bradwell at Bradwell Enterprise Truck and Auto is actually, you know, Free one, blog. Of, one of our, <laughs> this guy actually saved my night more than one time. I'll be in debt to him forever. We uh, have a working relationship up there in Luck, Wisconsin, Milltown. And, uh, yep, no, P, I think we're already part of a team there. So that whole 95 thing, we just have to plug the, or get a 94, uh, you know, involved with this whole deal. So There you go, yeah. yeah. Kevin Bradwell would be a good episode number 95 if it isn't already booked would be a great one to get out here on this uh, podcast thing he's got this guy's a wealth of information he's been here since day one he's actually an innovator in the UMSS and now he's still around and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime too soon no it's definitely in the books and his Lightning McQueen you know style that he's got
0: going on Uh, thanks for uh, giving away (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing isn't
2: confirmed of yet. right nothing right. nothing is ever final here nope. things can change on the fly here but uh before we you know obviously heck yeah we want to talk racing you, you got a lot of years about, but we got to start before that you know what are you doing when you're not driving a fire breathing sprint car man
1: driving a one-ton dually around chasing uh storm chasing we do you know obviously Titan exteriors me and my partner have this uh pretty decent business going that turned out to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. A lot of support there with this guy. He's been there for me from day one, and uh, that's, you know, we're busy working. It's uh, 7 to 7. Sometimes it's a little earlier, you know, but uh, otherwise it's, um, you know, all day long. Uh, roofing, siding, windows, gutters, all that, you know, and like I told you guys, and Mark, you have uh, you know, you were a heck of a referral. We went all the way to Frederick, Wisconsin, and, man, his place looks mint. I couldn't believe it, that condition. They were ready for a new roof and some repair work on their house and uh it went good i think he was pretty happy i got a new friend up there too you know, <laughs> i'm, 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 sure, Wisconsin, you, I'm so. sure you did
2: i am absolutely sure you didn't know they had nothing to rave about the work they were very happy with it and uh yeah actually uh if it's not too dark out i might have to get the number of your chimney guy because mine's falling apart up on top of the house
1: <laughs> yeah we'll definitely patch that up for you but besides that you know we like to have fun we ride dirt bikes four wheelers uh, there might be some dune buggies and pit bike racing stuff going on out at the Shopping Lake. Hummel. We got a pretty nice motocross track, and uh, bad guys come out. Brent Larson comes out on a Scrambler 4x4, and it looks like he's possessed by the demons. He rides that thing so hard. I'm like going, thank God he's a great race car driver. I don't have to worry about him breaking something out there because he does ride that thing hard. I, I feel bad for the machine, but he's getting himself a workout, and he loves to go fast. Obviously, he's driving late models, so...
2: I've seen the pictures. I've seen the videos and whatnot. You guys are always having a ball of fun, whether it's at the racetrack or back at home on an off weekend. You guys are always doing something, hockey, you name it. You guys
1: are always doing something. It is a busy lifestyle, but you know what? It's so fun, and uh, never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be battling with these guys in a in an open-wheel sprint car. I always wanted to race sprint cars, but the budget was so insane when I was racing Modifieds. So that was back when Donnie Shots pitted right next to us at Cedar Lake Speedway. My dad you know, talk to his dad. We just kind of knew each other. And and that was the way it was back then with the 360 sprints. And we always wanted to go sprint car racing. And then I lost my dad. And that was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this modified. And then that even got crazy with the budget on that. So I just got out of it for for many years and then got back into motocross. And then the whole thing happened at Cedar Lake Speedway Arena. I was riding Supercross there and I bounced my head off the bars I jammed my elbow, and there was the kick-ass beef jerky sprint car sitting in the corner of the arena, never <laughs> sat in one, Got never, and no one was around, so I crawled in there, grabbed the whole of the steering wheel, and just kind of sized it up, and I thought, you know what? This is insane. This is cooler than I thought it was going to be. I got to get me one of these, and that's how it started. Man, that's pretty wild, because I remember meeting you in 2016,
0: and you were walking around the pits, and then you introduced yourself to a few teams, and... We talked or whatever, and then I think you got your first car in 2017, but I didn't know you were actually running Supercross in the arena, sat in a sprint car. But I remember talking to you, and then I think my Uncle Jimmy was around, and he remembered you from back in the day. So it's pretty insane that you just you know, sat in a sprint car, walk around, talked to a couple teams, and then end up getting him one. Looked
1: around, tried to find a car, talked to everybody, and I knew everybody that would be able to get me a decent car. And then one day, one popped up on the internet and I was at Kazi sitting at the bar, and I had an old buddy on mine on the left and another friend on the right. And he goes, Did you just say something about going racing? I will I'll, I'll go racing with you. And I really? I go, Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And my other buddy goes, you, Oh, you say you need a trailer? I got a trailer. I'm like, That sounds like we got a deal here. I go, Actually, there's a car down in uh, southern Minnesota. Let's go get it. You know, and we went and got this Jeez. car. And it was all wore out and everything on it. Like, I felt like my life was in more danger than driving a sprint car because the car was in pretty rough shape. It was somebody's <laughs> used parts put together on a car to get rid of, you know, right, basically. where my used parts go in a box and they're in the back of the pole barn and I'll never sell the stuff. Cause I would, I can want sell to. for you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> sell, <laughs> Sounds like we got a plan there. Yes.
2: Where's but, the commission
1: check. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's in the cooler. <laughs> that's all that whole deal. I got some track time and then wrecked the car. And then we came out the next year with something newer and uh, that was a Maxim chassis. And I was like, oh my God, this thing's amazing, and we got the right information to get that car set like it needed to be to be able to drive that car as hard as I like to drive the car. And I had track experience before, and it was like being away from the track for all them years, driving into turn one at Cedar Lake Speedway. If you haven't done it, it's the coolest track to be able to drive in there with that speed because of the, you know, the banking and the momentum that you carry in there. But I thought it would be like a modified and I would be able to just rail that corner. I was blowing through the cushion and bouncing it off the wall. And I had a guy come up to me and goes, I've been around racing a long time and seen sprint cars my whole life. If you keep driving it, like you're driving it, something bad's going to happen. You're going to bounce it (laughs) off the wall too hard and you're going to end up sideways the wrong way and upside down, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I got yellow paint on my wheel again. And he's like, Jesus, he couldn't believe I scraped the wall. 'Cause he thought it looked close but I actually had the paint on the rim. Then I started driving it straighter, smoother, and I got it dialed in and I was able to, you know, learn a few things pretty quick. That's one thing that I cannot wait for that first time when I get yellow paint on my
0: rim. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then when you say you did it again in your rookie year, I mean I'm just I'm so impressed, man. Dude, it
2: don't matter. You're so far away from the wall you can't even make out the color of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I've seen Mikey up on the top, and I'm like, is that Mueller? What the heck is he doing up he there? He is and then, fucking right, lost.
3: We, we were already
1: talking about the end of the year when he just came out of nowhere on the bottom, and I'm like, Jesus. Oh, yeah, there it is. I lost a spot right at the white flag to Mikey Mueller. And it, To me, it was like a great race. I finished third. I wasn't butt sore at all about getting beat by Mikey Mueller because you know how many people have been beat by Mikey Mueller coming <laughs> off the bottom a lot, mostly everybody. Yeah, everybody at one point in time has been beat by Mike on the bottom. What was your first rookie year? Sixteen? You ran a couple. of Seventeen. Races? I got the rookie of the year. Okay, yep. Seventeen. Didn't you run a couple races in sixteen though? I think End of so. The that's year or when something. I broke that. That's when I wrecked that car.
0: Then came back. Even sixteen, you came out and you were right around the cush. There was no stopping. I'm like, I like. I talked to this guy in the pits. I didn't know your background then, and you're out there racing. I'm like, all right, you know, we got a rookie, and then it's like. Boom, flying by on the top, you know, banging the bead lock, bead lock bolts off the wall. Like it was nuts, dude. But 17 turned around, man. You ran really well that first year.
1: I'll tell you what, being in shape to be able to do that was a huge benefit. If you're in no condition <laughs> to right. rip up there and hey, grip that wheel, like it's like a death grip. I mean, you've got to be so fast and ready for what could happen and what people don't understand is what could happen is the car turn right and you either bounce the right front or you catch the right rear real hard and it turns that car. That it could get ugly real quick. But yeah. I already know with my experience and years of experience, stay on the gas. You know, well, I
0: mean back in the day when you were on Modifieds, Modified, I don't think was power steering, was there?
1: Well that, that <laughs> wasn't quite that long ago, but it was but <laughs> it was quite a while ago. Yeah. That was uh yeah, you had to muscle those cars around and some of the guys oh, yeah. that they we were... raced against back then were You know, Ron Schreiner, uh, Mike Kelly Jr., they were all these dudes with size to them, and they were strength, and they drove them cars hard, you know? They were strong, but they were, like, farmer strong. They weren't muscle strong. Right, right. Nope. And there was one class of modifieds, and it was uh, pretty insane, you know? That's a great experience. That's where I got a lot of my experience.
2: Well, talking about years of experience and everything, I want to know where it all started. You know, you've been doing this thing for a while, man. Where did that where did that uh that passion for racing come from? Where did he this
1: is gonna go back away, so I gotta know. I had uh been in quarter midgets. So I ran quarter midgets. We went to Elko, we bought a couple cars. Somebody my dad worked with said, Hey, we race quarter midgets out at Elko Speedway. So we got a car and it was a rigid chassis. We didn't know they had suspension, we just got a deal on a car. Well, it was an outdated car back then, it was like a 50 something car. We ran it. The wheel fell off of it. Somebody said, you can't race that car. We ended up with a, a newer car, which was still an older car. We were budget racers. We Our hauler was a 79 Lincoln Continental Town Car pulling a snowmobile trailer. There may have been one custom van with a cool trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody had whatever it took to get to the track. My dad was amazing. They worked on these cars and engines at... 3M he was a 3M uh, he was a machinist multi-craft supervisor and an electrical engineer for the main plant at 3M so these guys would uh work on these engines they got us something competitive and uh, we did good I won the quarter midget grand national champions and well I was 13 years old I think it was in Toledo Ohio I flipped end over end in Denver Colorado we went down to Florida we raced all over the place wow and it was just uh great experience running a goddard i got huge trophy still it's one of my favorite trophies it was as tall as me we learned real quick man it's uh you drive these things hard and don't give in and don't give up and don't take no crap and that's the kind of attitude or you know the way we we race these cars and, and when we became of age we got out of those cars and you know you're in school you got friends everybody's riding three wheelers and four wheelers all over the place i wanted something i could ride and drive besides the racetrack, so I got into dirt bikes and uh, had gravel pits and racetracks all around me, so I got into motocross and did that and uh, was pretty good at that. We went AMA Amateur Nationals, and I finished 11th in the B class. Back then, it was uh, A, B, and C, so the B class, there was fast guys like Damon Bradshaw and some other guys that were dominating that class, and I crashed and still finished 11th overall. We were fast. Came back to Minnesota, got a clean sweep down at Elko Speedway on the dirt bike track. Got out of that for a little bit, and my dad, we're going to these stock car races, and we're at Menominee, Red Cedar, and he goes, yep, this is the class. I go, what are you talking about? This is the class I think we should get into. And I go, dad, there was 20 cars that started this race. There's seven left. I go, (laughs) and I go, the ones ones that are gone, I go, it looks like they're going to have to spend a lot of money and a lot, you know, a time to fix these things. He's like... I got a little bit of experience working on this stuff. I think this is the class we should get into. So sure enough, what we got, year was that? And it was the Hornet class. That was 1993. And it, how old were you? Oh boy, that's a, a math question, and I don't have my calculator. Okay, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I was in my twenties, so well, that
2: was twenty, uh, so ninety-three to now. That was thirty years ago.
1: Dang, thirty there. years ago, twenty-six years old. Put that car in the wall without a quick steer in it, and I didn't even know what a quick steer was. I couldn't. I was hand over hand trying to wheel that car, and oh my gosh, I'm like, Dad, these dudes are better than I thought. I thought I could drive something like this. I go, there, I can't. I go, I just put the car in the wall, bent the rear, and bent the car up. And then somebody comes up and goes, Jesus, where's your quick steer? Hey, where's your this? Where's this and that? You got a quick box on there? You got a Z28 box or whatever? I'm like, no, but that sounds like something I'd like to have. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like all things I need. "What, What is a quick steer? I said, because I was chasing that wheel all over the place trying to keep control of the car. We came out, I'm not lying, with this quick steer, and it was full turn right, full turn left. Never had to take my hands off the wheel. I go, oh, game on, game on. The guys that were blowing by me, making me feel like I thought I was good at something and like demoralize me. I was competitive and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then like, it didn't take long to get a win. And that win was huge. And that was down at Chateau Speedway. It was me, mom and dad, nobody else. Nobody else came with us. Mike Kelly Jr. was down there and he's like, that's crazy. You guys got all these people in the pits. And you guys win the feature down here. Uh, Micah Tormson flipped me the bird. I went to congratulate him because I beat him <laughs> coming out of four for the checkered. And he wasn't happy about it. And he was like their hero down there. And great guy. Awesome to race with. That was a big win right there. And then it led to several more wins. I think I had seven in the A-mods in my career. And then just bested that with a an eighth feature win at Cedar Lake Speedway to put me on the all-time win list. I was tied with Rick Cobes. And Ryan Bowers for fourth three-way tie at 55 years old, put me in fourth place all by myself. So Ryan Bowers might want to get back in a traditional, <laughs> no. try to better that or you know, shots fired. Hobbs, I think he's got a future going forward in a wing car. I think he might be, Sooner or later, coming out in a wing car. But I, I can't confirm or you know, deny that I know anything.
2: Breaking news. Just no, no. Rumors,
1: rumors. Hey, that guy's <laughs> raced everything, and to him, yeah, just Rick's one of up, the best, man. I don't think he's yep. going to do that anytime too soon. No, I ain't racing a couple of years now, I think. So Rick, uh, Rick was one of the best, man. Lots of experience there. A lot yep. more laps than me, but, man, I made mine count when I was out there, that's for sure. Uh, how was it going back to Lansing Spring Car? We went back there a couple of years ago. When we were down there racing. What'd you think of that? Yeah, that was um, brought back a lot of memories on that track. That was, well, we had a bad experience down there. So after winning down there, we went back, and it was, it was a mud track, and the locals weren't too happy about the way I was driving, and I got spun out on the final lap, and they pulled up alongside of me and said, "Don't ever come back here. Do you ever drive <laughs> like that again?" And I had one guy drive into me, and so it was on. It was like track rage because some guy... You hit me, I'm hitting you back. Yeah, so this guy got me and then I was like, oh, okay, you want to drive like that? Well, I just, you know, didn't know who it was at the time and didn't care. I was trying to get to the front and try to win again. They were just not happy to have an out-of-towner come in there and be competitive like that. I had a friend from down there and when he found out I won the feature, he could not believe that I came down there, never raced there before and won the feature. He's like, you got to be kidding. This is a guy I worked with and Mm. their family had been around racing for a long time. And it was just the perfect set of circumstances. That and that's how them southern guys are,
0: man. That Lansing, Deer Creek, Casson back in the day. Like you didn't go down there and win. It didn't happen. Even even to these days, it really doesn't happen. But dude, them guys are so tough down there. The competition's
1: wild. So go down there and pick up your first one. That's pretty badass. You know how it happened? I put a push rod through the rocker arm and the car was running like it does. On, Traction push, control, baby. a push rod through the rocker arm. Mike Tormson was smoking his tires like a top fuel dragster coming out of the corners and my foot was planted to the floor. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm faster than him and I'm catching him. And I caught him and I drove by him clean and took off. And won that race. And I remember waiting to get paid for like an hour. And we were standing in line, and some guy comes up, local guys were all over the place, goes, Oh my God, you beat Mike Tormson, And I know he's got the biggest money motor money can buy. You must have the biggest motor I've ever heard. I go, Actually, <laughs> my motor was hurting. Couldn't tell this guy that, you know, I couldn't right. tell him that I was had a push rod through the rocker arm, nor did, I don't even know if he would have even understood that. But it just worked out in my favor because that track, there wasn't nothing to get a hold of. The cushion was gone, and it was right on the bottom. Great experience, and uh, I'll never forget it. And then going back there with the guys running down there, and yeah, that was a lot of fun.
2: You got started in the quarter midgets and everything. Did your, without any any uncles, your dad, anybody race before that, or did you yeah, kind of get things great, kicked great off? Great
1: question. I should, yeah, definitely. My dad got into racing and, and raced like a street stock, you know, hobby. Stock type of class owed at uh Stillwater Speedway. Or oh Lake. Wow. Yeah, at yeah, Stillwater. Stillwater Speedway. Once the family thing happened, he felt you know this would take away from you know being part of you know a family or whatever. But my grandpa raced uh open-wheel sprint cars back in the day when they felt like it was safer to be thrown away from the wreck <laughs> and they broke their necks. And uh Arling Lake was his name. He drove the Lake Ranger that car is at a museum somewhere. It was pretty impressive. They built these cars themselves. They did the lathing and they did the tooling and they made their parts and used an Allison aircraft engine in them. I got pictures. It's just insane. I've got trophies from back then that are just crazy amazing. And the money they got paid, you know, we're like, wow, that was in 1929. It was they, big money. They, they they It was a way of life. They actually transported those vehicles across to Pennsylvania in 1929. I don't want to go to Iowa in my freaking dodged well my new truck i want it no problem but my older truck i mean you know you're always you're driving well, that you gotta drive be prepared. Right. you got to do your wheel bearings and everything and they drove and hauled these things for days to go racing yep. and they raced all the time it was uh pretty crazy to see that kind of lifestyle you know but cool. it paid good money back then too though they all they all did pretty good yeah,
2: yeah. i mean you literally i mean and just to go back you look at any type of racing with that it, whether it was NASCAR, or, you know, dirt racing back then, like that's what it, you could make a living off of it. Now, were you taking vacations to Cancun while doing it? No, but you were able to make a comfortable living. You
0: were putting food and bread on the table and moonshine yeah. in your trunk. I mean, it just
1: the way Sunshine, of life back then. I think that was pretty yep. pretty popular back then. Yeah. Uh, you well, know, crazy thing, crazy story is that we won the quarter midget grand national championships in Toledo, Ohio, 1978. We went to through the quarter midget association. Twin City Speedway. They oh. had a drag strip and a dirt track. I gave Doug Wolfgang his feature-winning trophy really? at, at 13 years old on the main stretch during that race. That was crazy, and I have a picture of it somewhere, and I've looked for that picture and can't find it, but I thought those cars were insane. Someday I'd love to drive one. I never That's had no ass. idea that I would ever you know, be able to drive one. There was another kid there, but we got to present him that feature-winning trophy at that racetrack. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. a pretty
2: sweet story. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously talking to you said your grandfather, right? He yep. he did some racing and whatnot. Your dad did some racing and everything. I mean, did you ever like? Do you like? Is there any? Do you remember? Did you ever
1: see your grandfather race? Did you see anything? Never of that? seen that. Nope, because it was it was way, way before? before my time. Yep. Okay, but he was interested in what we were doing. You know, of course, it was cute little go karts, and to him, it was you know we're running. Allison aircraft engines and freaking open wheel race cars that <laughs> right. would scare the living shit out of every It's like 21 to one steering ratio. I don't even know what it was. It was nothing in as fast as they went. They did a hundred. Wow. They did a hundred. It looked like a tractor tire on these things, you know, open, <laughs> open cockpit. They wore a little tie and a beanpot helmet and no seat belt. So they like I said, were ejected away from the wreck. Lost an uncle that way. All the fairgrounds, Lake, uh, the Minnesota state fair, he raced there quite a bit. Nice, and that's where that all started. So,
2: wow, that's pretty crazy. So, I did how long did your dad end up racing for? He, he didn't pretty race brief? very
1: long. It was uh, a money thing, I think. With three kids, becomes um, you know pretty hard to do all that. You know, oh, he yeah, was an electrician sure. when he started, and then he went to 3M. He was there until he passed away in 1997. So, big loss for the Peterson racing family, and I miss him. I always think how cool it would be to have. The old man's still around, you know, and be part of what we're doing, but I guarantee you you could ask Mike Miller, I must be blessed from the heavens to pull the pole position as many times as I can. I don't know anyone else. That, I, 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 I knew that I pissed off more people than than you could even imagine because starting on the pole, I don't like the guy who starts on the pole if I'm not on the pole. I'm like, I don't uh, you know you just don't because that son of a gun, I was so lucky. I pulled that pin. which time? Yeah, you know, it was yeah, right. I I could not believe I put myself in a redraw position and qualified fairly well all the time. And I couldn't believe how many times. And when I didn't pull the one, they left that one in the bucket. So you got the top six. They come around to me and they're like, well, one left Peterson. You got the pole. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Then, you're, unreal. then your adrenaline's going and you're like, Okay, breathe cuz I'm about to start on the pole of the UMSS non-wing sprint car feature here at Cedar Lake Speedway, my favorite track, but it don't matter more- if you're in the wing or the non-wing, it
0: don't <laughs> matter. This mother trucker is on the pole every night. And not even the feature, the heat race, if there's a dash, <laughs> if there's a B main, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hot laps. Still starting on the pole. <laughs> it, like like people always tell me, Mark will text me all the time. Dude, where's the horseshoe, the rabbit's foot, blah, blah, blah? What color? How big? Where's it located? How, Can how I touch deep? It? How deep? It, right?
1: was, it was so insane. Dude, I'd you're, I would say,
0: You're the luckiest mother trucker I know at the draw.
1: I go, These guys must hate me. I go, Because, and even my old pit yeah. guy shows up out of nowhere and they're like, Hey, Daryl, what are you doing here? And he helped Brant. He pitted for Roach on the asphalt. And they all knew my old buddy. He goes, I came here to watch him kick your ass. I'm like, Daryl, I've never even driven one of these cars. Calm down. <laughs> and we got third place. Kersman was gone. Kersman was out on the cushion, gone. And uh-huh. I just kind of drove the car as hard as I could. And circumstances, we were good. We finished third. And it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, it, right. it's just ridiculous. But I love starting on the pole. I can't. And somebody said... I'd rather see you come through traffic. I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm telling you what, you, <laughs> anything goes wrong driving through traffic. It's an expensive endeavor. Hey, man. Starting on the pole and checking out, I go, it's pretty fun. I'm not hey, going to lie. Hey, clean air and getting
0: past late. That's fine. Clean <laughs> we air. Had fun. Clean we air. had fun.
1: but Now man. I know if Mike Mueller's behind me where I'm on the cushion, the white flag comes out, I'm diving to the bottom in three and four and praying the God, Cam Schaefer, don't go around me on the cushion. <laughs> that's that's, my, new, that's I, my new plan. I so. hope
0: you drive it in too hard and miss it. <laughs> Very You're careful. T- Wait. Your tear off bill must be cheap that, though. Running yeah. out front all the time, starting on fr- on the
1: front row. God, them things ain't cheap anymore, are they? Dude, it's not Nothing's cool. Cheap. Not cool. I actually just looked at the You still Speedway. running off the
2: same stacky bought back yeah. in 2020.
1: Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Helmet don't have no dings in it. It looks like the oh, day man. I bought it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I no, yep. I agree with you there, man. It's just it's insane, dude. You were the
1: luckiest guy No, though. I agree. I am pretty darn lucky. you know. I When I was younger, I made stupid mistakes, did some shit that just didn't, I wasn't very successful and then made better decisions because I made so many bad ones. I was like, you know what? I can do better in life. I could do better and be able to afford to go racing. If I right. stick to my plan, let's get involved and make some money here. And so I can afford to go racing. And
0: I can't, I can't say a thing because like two, three years ago, Dude, I wasn't off the front row. I was just like you were. I mean, it wasn't as much because I wasn't on the pole of maybe outside pole, which you know, no. It's like that's final i pass in. I like He's, the outside yeah.
1: pole too. The front row's great. <laughs> we've, we've gone battle. We battled pretty good, you know. Oh yeah, we've had a ton of great battles. This you has been a you blast. sold me some battle bars for my car, and, and his dad goes, "No, don't drive like you got. You know, he was like. do <laughs> 'Don't drive
0: like you got them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I just want
1: to keep somebody's wheel out of there, you know, because I could see how beneficial oh, yeah. they were from what yeah. I had. We went to Jackson, and I got nerfed, and I was like, oh, my God, that is a crazy when someone can just throw caution to the wind and drive your right rear right into your nerf bar. It's called getting nerfed. I never heard of it. That's so what right. happened well, and Somebody said you got nerfed. I'm like, oh, I'd call it that. And the guys at Jackson we raced with,
0: we didn't race with normally, so them guys nerfing you at Jackson on the big, You know, what would you call it, almost a four-tenths, almost a half mile there. Dude, it was nuts getting running into at a big track like that.
1: Yeah, no, it turned, it lifted my car. At the split second, I turned to the right as hard as I could to keep the car from flipping. It landed back on all fours, and I turned it. There was no way I was catching the guy that just nerfed me. But I was like, "Thank God, I'm still on all four wheels, and I have a car." And it yeah. was, you know, first time down at Jackson. Obviously, you earned the nickname "Big Track Champ" down there because you just kicked ass. It was. Uh, You're the only else. person that calls me. That, Are you by serious? Way. Yeah, oh no one God. calls they, you Big nobody, Track they, Champ. Yeah. They, they I, I got see, something new to go with now. They did not like getting beat by you the, the way you beat them because that oh, was yeah. awesome. Full-blown 360s down there. They got beat by a four-barrel carb. Oh, yeah. You could hear them fricking running. They were, I'm like, I can't even believe this. So it was 700-plus horsepower, ASCS, aluminum motors, and that was the last time they were ever able to run them down there. So we ran three nights, Yep. and there was three different track conditions down there. The one guy ran down there. They were on the same set of tires for eight weekends consecutive the name I'm trying to remember, Eric Ricochet Schultz. Yeah, there's a host of fast guys down there. But anyways, we were pitted next to him, and they said, we've had these same tires on. And I was like, that's crazy because the one night it was black slick and it was a different track condition. Then it got tacky and it got fast. They said, when the track is like that down here, these tires last almost all season. I was like, are you kidding me? This would be awesome. Yeah. You know, we burn our tires off. At a few tracks, and we're we're out eight hundred and seven dollars. Now this year we're out twelve hundred bucks. So
0: yeah, tire cost is terrible. I mean, back then, you, I mean, I was running a right we rear three four nights. I mean, it was beautiful, and then especially down there. Actually, the night I won the Sunday night down there at Jackson, I actually took a three sixty tire that was in the garbage can next to us, <laughs> and I won the feature on that tire. It was siped, grooved, prepped. It was ready to go. God, you didn't I walked have to over do nothing but mount
1: it. Did somebody do that for you or did you do that yourself? Actually, <laughs>
0: my buddy Mackie mounted it and he was going to run it. He ended up not racing that night because popped the motor. So I took it off his tire, put it on my wheel because he's like, oh, I just run my wheel. I'm like, well, what if I wreck your wheel? I ain't going to let do that happen. So, yeah. So we walked over there and talked to them afterwards. They bought us some beers. It was uh, Josh Boffman, that use owner, in Reitzel's car.
1: Yeah. I ran no. my whole career on used tires. Man, I, I know. We gotta have alt we have to have like a selection so you can change your, your stagger by inches or one inch or whatever. And you can't right. just I've talked to guys, I said what's your tire measure out? Oh, I don't know. I just bought them and put them on. I'm like, Really? Yeah, don't okay. work like that. Good, you know. That's like, how I was back <laughs> in the day when I started though. I mean, the the two rear tires, whatever one had the most dread. It didn't matter back in the day. Yeah. No, i talked to guys. They go, well, I don't measure them. I just pick them up and whatever I can get a deal on them, if, you know, buy one from you or whoever. And, oh, well, funny story. Kevin Bradwell needed a tire. And I said, hey, I got one. It's pretty good shape. He blew by me. He, he was ahead of me. That tire gave away about lap 18. And I drove back by him and got my position back. And I think I got a top five. The next week I said, hey, Kevin, how you doing on tires? I got another one of them tires probably <laughs> the, the lap, around lap 15. It'd be real easy on me then. You know, it was nice. funny. We. Yeah, he laughed about it too. That's the best part, man. Choking with your friends about it was shit like, like twenty that. bucks. That's like, the best. He might have gave me twenty bucks or something. I might have just donated it. I know sometimes track conditions with the black slick. You know, you got to have something decent yeah. because yeah. it will go to like even get feathered on the fronts, and then you wear them tires out. And now we're we're out a set of tires. Yeah, we're a week away from another you know weekend, and now we have to go out and buy ourselves tires that were last year were rationed it was like jesus right. and i can't even find the right size i'm going to be too loose or too tight or the car ain't going to work because that hasn't worked before in the past and then now the cost factor and now i think the new rule change we can't run a brand new tire on the feature it has to be 0. 0.175 or something i read no the rules. no
0: if you're running h15 it's okay. got to be it's got to be down on trader but you can't run a new h15 but that's one thing i've started with that with last year and then in this year i've changed my rim sizes Because the way the tires are growing, I want to run a bigger... I run less stagger than most people because I like a tight
1: car, blah, blah, blah. How much stagger are you running? A little bit less than you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And probably about half more than anybody. I love how he didn't give me any numbers. I sell speed
1: (laughs) secrets
2: on
0: the side. I'm just going to let you know it's a one-digit number. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's seven less, but like that's one thing that sucks. Like you gotta change, you gotta change your stuff, and it costs more money to buy wheels than it does to buy tires at some point. But buying wheels to change for this, to
1: change for that, I mean, it's it'll end up better in the long run, but it's it's still a shitty situation. Some of the best tire information, stagger information, shock information has come, I would say, after 10 p.m. on a Saturday night, while people are out hanging out and drinking. I'm like Chris, my crew chief, Chris Sayers. Without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I go, did you just hear that? I go, <laughs> I think, I think he just said like 15 inches of right height or seven and a half to nine inches of stagger on, you know, and we were learning right. and listening. I go, let's just listen to these guys. Cause they were like shooting the shit. But you know, you also have to uh, consider the BS factor too, oh, yeah. because Brandt and Roach and Cam and Mikey Mueller and the whole crew down there, you know, having fun, hanging out. <laughs> this is a blast. And they're giving out information, but yet they're also, they know you're you're there and you're, you know, they're not you Yeah, we know you're everything. listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey,
0: come on over, bring some hot dogs, some meat, and some fireball. Oh, my we'll God. We'll throw out some fucking numbers. God.
1: <laughs> yeah, we grill some pretty good food. and do oh, yeah. food Oh, my God. Out. Let me plug Hagberg's I'll tell you what, I Hell, grew yeah. up with these guys, and Billy Hagberg and Keith Hagberg we played hockey together. Billy is a connoisseur of the meat that he gets at that store, and he's a, so... Dedicated to giving you the best product. And, you know, where it's they get it is is unbelievable. But these tenderloin fillets and these chicken skewers are so f- freaking awesome that it is just great to be able to go into that store on Friday, pick up my box of goods, got the name on the car. Everybody that we know supports those guys. They don't need that support, but they still support us. He was actually disappointed one weekend when I didn't go get food from them. Really? Yeah. Nope. They're pretty awesome. We're lucky to have them. Pork chop on a stick Tuesday. If you're anywhere near Lake Elmo and you don't go in there, it's your own fault. You're going to put a best piece of tasted meat you have ever had in that pork smoked pork chop. They have that perfect hands down. Yeah. Yep. And you can pick it up. It's in tinfoil. You can throw it in a little basket, take it, you know, out the door and on your way, you know, dude. the trail mix meat and trees thing, meat and cheese that you had a trailer. Phenomenal. So I just talked to him tonight on the way and he's like, let me know when and what you need and how many people I'm like, all right, sounds good. Nice. As long as it do not snow tomorrow.
2: That's the cool thing about the racing community. Is so, like, if you've got different variations of where you can pick to eat at the yeah, racetrack. You so, do. you know, Cedar Lake, they got good concession food. Yep. Or you can stop by the 93 trailer and get some Hagbergs. Or you stop with the Kirshner trailer and get some Mama
1: Michelle home cooking. Right. It don't matter, man. You're getting good. You're, good. Yes. You're getting fed when you show up to Cedar Lake Super oh, I've, Speedway. I've been to the Kirchner trailer too and got a bowl of chili. And I mean, I'm like, <laughs> dang, this is awesome. It, might have been hot, we weren't like grilling, and they them guys too they do it right. oh, they do a phenomenal job there. I know we were on talking about Jackson, and there was so much more to talk about that, but no, that was pretty cool, yeah, I, absolutely I, a hell of a weekend. I think there's a hell of a group of racers from down south that are so good and so competitive. And I don't know their backgrounds, and we don't know everybody's backgrounds, but when we get together, I mean, we don't care where you came from or how you're doing it. We want to beat each other, and we race as hard as we can go all the time.
0: Especially in the Iowa class, because there's not as many as there are wing cars. So, you know what I mean? All of us, when we
1: go down to Jackson, we want to have as much fun as possible. So we want to make that the best experience that we could. You know, I don't think there's as many non-wings because they're so damn dangerous. These cars, I mean, really are no joke. They are the fastest cars on dirt without a wing. Yep. And the cage is, I mean, literally, what are we at, 1,250 pounds? We have to be 1,550 pounds on the scale with, you know, a small block Chevy right right there between your legs. It's There's nothing. The reason I do it, I love to go fast. I love racing cars. But there is nothing like this. I've driven other cars, and I've been like, holy cow, that's insane. That's great. But the sprint car? It's just brutal speed, it's so light, and I know we got more and more interest in this non-wing class than we've ever had. It's had its ups and downs, but more people are, are looking towards this class because of the opportunities, the cost factor, now the Tigers just went crazy, but it's a class you can get into as a novice, as a, an experienced person, and you can be you know competitive in it. So you did a bunch of non-wing racing, and then you switched to wing last year. How come you did that? Obviously, we're at the racetrack. There's the wing class, and I've always wanted to drive a wing car. I just felt like what we had, we weren't going to be competitive with that car. I wasn't going to be able to have a crack at it and be very competitive. So... I can't remember what happened. We were like, you know what? This motor's pretty good. I think we're decent. We're okay. I know there's LS, there's 305 motors. You know, that 305 is a pretty impressive uh It's a nice piece. It's an engine with a yep. fuel injection. Obviously, right. the high-powered 360s run a fuel injection. The 410s run a 410 injection system. I had thought we, would, we were going in that direction until we were told that, that we weren't going to be. And that's right. all I know. And anyway, so I said, you know what? Let's throw a four-barrel on this thing, and let's throw a wing on it. I got sponsors interested in seeing me in a wing car. I've got friends and family, and I've got people saying, hey, are you ever going to run a wing? you ever going to put that crutch on top of that car and drive it like I said? <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to. And True non-wing This racers. is a crazy, funny story. So we get the car together. Scotty Brandt walks by and goes, did you reblock that car? We're like, what are you talking about? You can't run it like a non-wing. I go, why not? I'm going to run it like a non-wing. I'm just going to put the wing on it. He goes, no, you got to re-block that car. Swear to God, we re that car at like whatever the numbers he said, and I can't really remember, and I doubt I wrote it down. I'm just going to have to look at the blocks, which is how you set a sprint car up. It's different because of the downforce from the wing. I go up, and I look at the draw, and I'm like, son of a gun. I'm on the front row. The first time I'm going to drive weird, a wing weird, car weird. at Cedar Lake Speedway into turn one, I got. It. I'm on the front row. I'm like... Okay, I should probably like maybe tap out and go to the back because I'm not sure the car is going to do what it's supposed to do. So, was this the 2021 Legendary 100? This is the 2021 Legendary 100. That's what I thought. I thought that's where you made your wing debut. Yeah. So, we borrowed the wing from Jack Berger and Barry Weeks doctored it up and made it look good. And Kathy, with their graphic ability and their paint, they made this thing look like a million bucks. I felt like the luckiest guy in the world. I thought you know what, this is always what I wanted to do. Here I go, I get an opportunity to do this. I hope the carburetor works like it should. I hope the car turns. Brooke Tattnall said, you know, you go through the corner, you want to let go of the wheel and under 30 miles an hour, and if it don't turn too sharp or don't push out, you kind of want the car to travel through the corner by itself. And I go, you know what, it just did what kind of Brooke Tattnall explained. And I go, I'm confident. So then someone said, you don't lift. I'm like, okay, you don't lift. I don't. You don't need to tell me twice. I mean, so here's the funny part. Bob McVitie comes up and he goes, Hey freaking Bob McVitie. Bob McVitie goes and Bob McVitie's coming off of a win. I think he got a win in in this car. Or he was close a couple of weeks before this. He goes, Hey, Brad, you have done this before? I go, What? He goes, Drive a wing car. I go, No. I go, but I understand the concept. And it was funny. And then he goes, Hey, do me a favor, there's a lot of a lot of heat in this race. There's a lot of fast. Guys, uh, hold them off for me so I can get out and, you know, check out and win this race. I go, oh, okay. I go, well, I'm telling you, Bob, if my shit's hitting on all eight cylinders and I get to jump, I go, you do me a <laughs> favor and hold hold them guys off for me. And, well, whatever happened to Bob's car, I'm not sure he, when we come across the flag, he fired, I let him fire. And when we got by the flag, man, I looked down, he was, front end was there, but I was gaining momentum. By the time I got to turn one, the grip was right around about a car length off the bottom, I turned the car down, it hooked so hard, and I was <laughs> like, holy smokes, like full throttle hook, ripped around the corner, and then lifted out on the straightaway, because the car was starting to break the tires loose, and then did that consecutively, I think it was a 10-lap heat race, and won the thing, and I could not believe, I was waiting for somebody to come blow by me, but at the other hand, I was going, Holy smokes, I this is I'm the fastest flying. I've ever done in right. a car. If somebody goes by me, they're going to probably scare the shit out of me because I'm like, what do I do? Do I challenge them? Do I race them hard or what? Or am I like running that good? Everything we did to the car, the gearing, everything with that B mod, the four barrel, everything we put together worked as it should. It's and-
0: insane when you start on the front row of a heat race or something like that when the track's tacky. And you can just hold it wide open and fly around the track like that. It's stupid how fast you're going, and then it doesn't even feel fast, honestly. In in car, but you look at lap times like holy buckets.
1: When that wall's coming up as fast as it's coming up, and <laughs> something you you think there is that little bit of thing in your back of your brain that says, "Well, I've never seen that." If something fails and I hit that, you know they'll probably wake me up on Wednesday night or Wednesday <laughs> or something because right. you're going. I couldn't even pull a tear off and I didn't need to because I, and once again, I was out front and I didn't have to, but I was like, mm, if I got pull theme. a tear off, Weird. I got to take a hand off the steering wheel. Well, people that race, they know, they're like, oh, you got plenty of time. You can, you know, nah, not the way this was going down. And I was like, don't fuck up. Don't crash. Don't jump the cushion. Don't spin it out. And I didn't think I could or would. And the track had maximum grip and it was wide open. And I couldn't believe it when I got that. I was shaking my head. I said, I can't believe that just happened. I got fast time in the hot laps, won the heat, and then fourth in the feature, which was pretty good. I felt like we had a great first experience in a wing car. Back from like the
0: 90s when you're on the modified at Cedar Lake, then you go to the non-wing, and then to the wing. How much faster
1: was that stuff? I've heard people say they've taken their asphalt stock cars and went to lacrosse and thought they seen God they were going so fast. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right, right. I was like... (laughs) You have no idea. <laughs> it's well, our lap times. This is funny that you said that because I was I've never tracked lap times. I'm like, hey, that was pretty good. You know, everybody's really close. We were turning 13 second lap times. In fact, we were 13 5, 138 or something like that. Yep. The outlaws that weekend that they ran, they were in the eleven nines was the fast time, 12 2 12 4s. We were at right. 13 4s, 135s, 13 one second or more slower than those cars and and i mean we were we were moving i mean you know if something goes wrong the damage is going to be expensive it's insane yeah
2: if Not- the track conditions are right at cedar lake
0: these things rip yep they absolutely rip so i'm a big lap time guy just gonna let you out there the quickest i've ever been on a track is like a thirteen four, and i was in jeff pellercels 22 five twenty five. okay So, the quickest lap time I ever recorded was Jack Berger in the 12.9 in his LS back in the day in 2020. I remember that race. Yes. He literally won the feature. I ran fifth, and he was on my rear bumper and didn't lap me for 10 laps. I watched that. He had an
1: opportunity to get by yet, but he, he, he... he, he just followed. Just followed because we we're all in that same groove. And he's a an aggressive racer, and yep. I saw it, and I said, "It's now." And and watching that, and he he didn't because he wasn't. Un- he was unsure. He yep. was fast, and he was okay where he was at, you know. But I watched that race, and he was fast, and I was like, "Holy cow, dude!" That was on, un- and insane that was a twelve nine, and Whoa. the outlaw's record is an eleven seven. That's insane. Yeah, the average outlaw time with their 1,000-horsepower engines that start at fifty sixty thousand dollars 60000 were ripping at 12 fives, 12 eights, 13 seconds, and we were right there. And a lot of those guys, they just settle in and run the bottom or the yep. middle. The guys ripping the top were so fast. Brad Sweet, obviously, look what he's done there. He's just like dug in and dominant, found. dominant cars here like Super Speed over the last fucking four years. When Casey Kane rolled through the gate last year, I said, Hey Casey, when I was with all the young kids, they I acted like I knew him because he's a cool racer, right? I said, Are you badass, ready to dude. run Cedar Lake Speedway? The, the the fastest turn one and two speeds of any short track three eighths racetrack. I go, guys, go faster here than anywhere. And the kids are like, Oh my God, you know him? I go. Yeah. Yeah. I know him. I don't know him, but you know, forever and talking to him and he was pretty cool with us, but yeah, he got, he got it handed to him because yeah, I think he finished 10th or something like that maybe, but he was all ears when I was talking about our home track, you know, like that's pretty cool. We, we know oh, yeah. it like the back of our hand and we were just out there hanging out with the pit bikes and four wheelers and you know, all these young kids that, you know, I've, I'm mentoring a couple of hotshot future racers here to, Come up and, uh, you know, take a feature away from Mike Mueller, you know, maybe in 10 years
0: when he's an old timer. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I mean, Casey's a class act. I am, too. So, you yeah. tell the kids, watch out. You're oh, a yeah. class oh, yeah. act. Okay. You know, I'm the lm
3: 87
1: <laughs> for
0: sure. I'm a class act. You know, I'm going to everybody's trailer looking for free food and fireball.
2: Talking about modifieds back in the early 90s and everything. How long, you know, how what would the modified career look like? I got to know.
1: So 1993 uh, was our opening season. We learned a lot. We crashed a car, broke it right away. People are like, oh, my God, you know, put it in the wall. You just, you know, that was like, okay, then we got all the technology. We got the car. Our next car was a Jones car. And then it was very competitive. And that's where I, you know, got my wins, my win list from the modifieds and beating the guys that I beat. There was one modified class, and they were all good. These guys were tough racers and they were great we ran through 97 a little bit into 98 and that was it i hung it up i couldn't afford it i was uh you know lost my dad i talked about that it was like you know my best friend he was the reason i am who i am today he got me into racing he had a passion for it he had the ability to pull money out of i don't know where he got it to to give us what we needed to race and uh it was pretty awesome to to be involved with with this and like I said I wish he was around today to see what we're doing today he would have been just riding on the golf cart with my mom my mom actually helps me load the car when everyone else is at the bar or they're gone nobody can stop <laughs> by and I'm like you know what I got to load this freaking car well, and uh, hey mom get out of here cuz she stays here in uh, the summertime now I got a four wheeler with electric power steering, so now she's she's golden. She can nice. you know turn that thing. We can, yep. I, I you know could if I needed to have her pop start the car, it might happen. You know, but, oh yeah. Uh, I have the best crew chief in the world. Without him, like I said, Chris Sailors, yeah, uh, it would be tough to do what I do. I see there's guys out there with no crew, no crew chief, single solo operation. Yeah, no crew, nothing, not even crew chief. They just they're yep. out there doing it themselves. And it's like good God, and then they, they kick ass and do good, but. It's, you know, I need to have somebody checking the things that I miss because it it is dangerous and I don't want to miss anything. And we had one mishap with a right rear tire and, you know, not checking it for cracks and stuff. And, you know, I got, I got a great deal on a used wheel. Well, I paid the full price on that thing when that wheel broke and I pounded the wall. I was like, you know what? No more, no more used wheels for the right rear. I'll buy a used, you know, something for the left that looks good to me. But the right rear, I just went and bought one and and the tire, oh, damn near 900 bucks for the right rear and tire. That's like just insane, you know. But I got a good solid right rear tire wheel that I feel safe with.
2: So, I, I, we were kind of talking about it before, you know, kind of just hitting on the modified really quick. We, it's it's just kind of a small world. You know Donovan Chase. Yeah. We were talking about it. he's my instructor at school, and like you and you said that you sold your modified Donovan?
1: I don't know why I parked my modified out on the front yard like it was a street car you could buy and, you know, drive. <laughs> I mean, I it did, was the 90s. <laughs> but, but I did. And I parked a, the Orange 93 Pro Chassis Modified that I bought from Mark Noble's cousin that I end up beating those guys with their car they sold me. So we were talking about that. So down Speaking at-
0: of Pro Chassis, that's the first modified I ever had back in the day.
1: Oh, I, I love the car. That Hell was yeah. uh, That was a great car. Well... Donovan Chase lived in Lake Elmo, and he uh, this kid stops by, still does. And, yeah, this kid stops by and he buys my car. I'm like, here you go, buddy. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> you gonna race this car. What are you gonna do with it? You know, and oh yeah, he knew a little bit about it, and he, he actually did pretty darn good. We actually battled against each other, really racing against each other, and there may have been a, a this back when you were on a B man then, dude. There was <laughs> there was on a regular night there was four to six heats of ten. We were lucky. There was times we ran many B mains. Yeah,
0: no, I I, I remember those days, dude. It was insane. The yeah. super stocks, the modifieds. I mean, there was 56 cars a night. Yeah, it was. There were C mains back in the day at Cyrillic Speedway. It was. Dude, ins-
1: it was not. I got pulled out of a pile of cars. Jimmy Mars was driving a modified. Rick Eggersdorf was driving a modified. There was guys the best in this class, and I remember this wreck. And I saw the wreck as my car got airborne into the wreck because I because it was dusty and you couldn't lift. And, you know, you it, if you lift, you're going to lose. Mm. You got to stay in it. There's a wreck starting at Cedar Lake Speedway. My car was the last car hauled off, and I needed two wreckers to haul it to the pits. It was so damaged. It double hooked. It was double-hooked, yeah. It was uh, pretty brutal. Fuck. And it went on the trailer. We got it on the trailer and got it home, and it wasn't the first time. And, you know, they were a lot of work. I couldn't believe it, you know. And I was like, God dang, this is expensive. This is, you know, crazy. Can we, can we build, rebuild this car? Can we fix it? And, uh, we worked on it together. I got to work with my dad on this stuff, you know, and you know, it was, uh, I learned a lot. What I learned, what I'm able to do today is because of what I learned from him. And, uh, I'm blessed to be in the situation I am because my dad had the passion for racing and, you know, being a great dad, you know,
2: like, yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. No, know. What about, what better influence to have about it? So you hung up the modified in what, 97, 98, you said?
1: Yep, I think 98 was it. Lost my dad, and then I couldn't afford the racing. So I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And uh, that was it for quite a while. i well, say from yeah.
2: the sounds of it, it was about a 20-year gap before you got
1: back behind the yeah, wheel. No, well, you're doing did, some it, moto, though. It sure didn't seem like it. Yeah, then I, I got in shape and started, I took a personal trainer class and learned some stuff about diet and training and uh, physical fitness. And I was always, you know, active and Playing sports and boot hockey, hockey and stuff like that. What you're like,
2: still doing to this day,
1: correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've yeah. Believe me, I wake up many days sore from <laughs> playing sports. And now the kids, I'm coaching mites hockey, uh, winter time. Now they're in a AAA hockey. chases. is, but uh, yeah, I was out of it for a while, and then I was like, you know what? I want to start racing dirt bikes. This, you know, I can ride pretty good. I can beat I can beat everybody out at my track. But my track, I got it designed to my liking. So right. you know, if you came out and you were fast and you got your ass whipped out there, you'd be like, oh, that's Brad. He's just got the track dialed in like he likes it, you know? And right. there was some young kids in the... But there were some fast kids out there, and I was like, yeah, dang, I am kind of fast. So I went to a couple Supercrosses and did pretty good. I got a third-place trophy at the Ellsworth County Supercross, then almost got wrecked at the arena and had a kid almost land on me, and I thought, good God, I can't be successful with my career if I'm getting landed on racing dirt bikes for the fun of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm okay with the racing part of it. I have a track. I have a dirt bike. I I just love riding. So I ride for training just to stay in shape on my track when I get a chance. And I change it all the time, and it's fun. And we got kids that come out and ride that track. And uh, back in the day, we had Corey Keeney. He was one of the pros, one of the kids that turned pro from Minnesota. He rode that track, Uh, the Engstrom brothers. I mean, a whole bunch of guys came out when we were younger and raced that track. And now... These guys are back in my life as, you know, senior guys that have kids and they're so excited about coming out to Cedar Lake Speedway. We brought more people to Cedar Lake Speedway that haven't been there in 25 or 30 years that came back out because we were doing what we were doing. And the people that can't get out there, they look forward to seeing what we're doing on social media. They wish they could be out there. They got lives to live and jobs and stuff or do stuff that they just look forward to seeing how things went, you know, and hoping the best that, you know, went good for us. So we're able to lock down a lot of sponsors. People love the energy that it creates by putting their name on the car. And a lot of companies don't realize that, that the people that see those names support that company or support the people that support that. So a great uh, operation and uh, great to be a part of this thing, you know. Right. And I mean, and so
2: kind of going back to what we talked about earlier in the interview, you know, you're talking about your, your grandfather was racing open wheel. And then you, you said you've been searching around for years and years and years for this picture of you handing a trophy to Doug Wolfgang, you know, looking for all that. And then you're racing moto, you're wrecked, you see the sprint car sitting over in the corner and whatnot. I mean, in a million years, did you ever think that you'd be driving a sprint car, especially you kind of the path that you took minus, you know, right, obviously racing quarter midgets?
1: I thought back in the day when we were going about to go sprint car racing when they had it at Cedar Lake Speedway and Donnie Schotts raced there with the 360s and that was where I felt like we could get one of these cars. They were scary fast. I was like, "Holy shit, they're stupid." All, there was no non-wing class there. It was a wing car. It was a 360 Power Series wing car and they were hauling ass and I I'm was there. like, "I'd love to do it, but I don't even know if I could." You know, back then I was like, you know, how would we even get started in that? We're a modified team. And to jump in to do what Donnie Schatz was doing there at Cedar Lake and everybody else, I was like, okay, I'm all for it. My mom said, nope, I don't want no son of mine getting, you know. So these were discussions that you and your dad were
2: having about potentially making this jump.
1: Yep, and we got an oppor- opportunity from uh, Mopar to drive the Mopar sprint car, and my mom said, nope, no son of mine is going to get killed in a sprint car. So then we were like, hey, all right, I understand, Mom, you're concerned. It was uh, something I was, you know, hoping to... To transition in and just never, never made it there. And, you know, I didn't make a lot of money at my job and, you know, I didn't do the right thing sometimes and kind of got off center, got out, you know, got in trouble with stupid stuff, you know, as a right. younger guy and, uh, got that straightened out and, you know, had an opportunity to get back involved. And the funny thing is about getting in that sprint car at the arena that was owned by Matt Ball oh, yeah. and he's Maddie one of our weird. Favorite, favorite guys that, you know, he does a lot and tries to do well, he's got a lot of things going on with this you oh, know, yeah. program and stuff. So, Absolutely. and I didn't care whose car it was. I was sitting in it. I didn't care if some guy said, Hey, what are you doing? Well, you got a problem? I was like, I'm going to sit in this car. Right. You know, <laughs> Thinking <laughs> nice. like I wouldn't want someone climbing in my car. I wouldn't leave my car sitting there by itself either. So, you know, Come I on. thought maybe this is somebody for, just right. left it here. Right, right. So I got in there and I, it felt right. I felt like this is pretty cool. I, I think this is something I want to do. And it wasn't long after that I got that first car and then showed up at Cedar Lake Speedway. So I guess my question is, is so you had this opportunity in the Mopar car that you're talking
2: about. Mom said, hell no, we ain't doing that. But now you made the decision.
1: How was mom feeling mom, about that? Mom loves what we're doing. And she, you know, back then, just thought this was a bad idea. Now, yeah, she, but she's pretty damn nervous when I'm out there, you know. Yeah. And the girlfriend, she's a big sport. She's pretty nervous about this, you know. She's like, how long do you plan on doing this? I'm like, you know what? I feel like I want to win a sprint car, wing car feature. I want to try to put that car in victory lane. And I don't think that's something that's impossible. Even no, though the competition level is at an all-time high with both classes I feel like with the right equipment, my goal is to knock out a feature win before I retire and and turn it over to the kid and let him go out there because I think he's going to be a good asset to the organization. He's going to be a great racer, and he's almost ready to take over this stuff. And, you know, what? Sometime I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm not going to risk my neck every Saturday night. I want to be the crew chief. (laughs) I get excited crew chief in the kids' go-kart racing. I can't even... begin to think about how exciting that would be to crew chief one of these cars. And now I, I understand. I'm like, you mean these people own cars and they don't drive them? Why, who would do that? Why would you right, ever do that? Right. Right. Now I know why, cause I'm going to be one of those guys. And you know, if I didn't, you know, drive them, I would be like, you know what? I want to own one. I want to yeah. own one and have a fast driver. I feel like I, our kid Trenton, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. It'll take him a little bit of time to get used to it, but he's going to be fast. And uh, I can't wait to be part of that too. Absolutely, I mean I've seen you. You know, we've been out to the
2: arena whether it's been a Saturday or a Sunday. I've seen you out there with the kiddos and everything. And you guys are just—I mean, re- even in that aspect, of it, you guys are having a blast. You, the kids are great at what they do. You're on their turner wrenches, tuning up the carts and everything. I mean, you guys are killing it out there.
1: We're involved with some great people and, and being involved with Voodoo Chassis, Shane Vbrock, you know, all the information and stuff that we share together as a team, have fun together, lose together, win together. Uh, we're pretty fortunate. I can't say that enough. I keep saying it. You know, I'm so lucky at this. We put ourselves in a situation to surround ourselves with great people from racing that do good at what they do and the information, the the planning, the, you know, setup and all that stuff on there. And like I said, you know, the girlfriend, I'm pretty lucky. I got an awesome girlfriend, and now all of a sudden she's become a tire expert. So this is kind of funny because, <laughs> nice. you know, I get, I get hassled because, you know, maybe that car needs new tires. And I'm like, you know what? We just won the feature. What do you think about them tires now that you, you know, wanted us to replace? So, right. <laughs> yeah, nope, I'm on top of the game, and sometimes things don't happen as fast as they need to to make sure everything is as smooth as it is. It's last minute stuff. This is racing Friday night. We're scrambling to get cars ready to go for Saturday, Saturday night. We're getting cars ready for Sunday. It's uh, you know, everybody knows in racing, this is the lifestyle you are. If it's great, you got your car ready on Monday night. That's awesome. Yeah. Talk to guys. Who haven't even pulled their cars out of their trailers from last year yet. And they're going to go racing next week. Scott Brandt. pretty,
3: <laughs> pretty <You> wild. Know, <laughs> as, as
1: I said that his, Name. Yeah. Like his face <laughs> popped up on, uh, you know, rookie year that was 2017, 2018, 2017,
2: 2017. So we're going into your rookie campaign and everything. Like you, like you said, mom said no at first. Now you're getting into it. Never thought in a million years, that this opportunity was going to come along. You're going into your rookie year. What are you thinking? You're like, oh, what did I just get myself into or what's going on?
1: Yeah. Now I look in the garage and I'm like, oh my God. I, you know, it was one car. Now it's two cars. It's two rear ends. It's a couple engines. We've got tires and wheels. I got a whole operation there now that's taking up more room than I ever thought it was going to take up. And it's like, you know, this is pretty awesome. We Our opportunities to, to be competitive, to be fast, and to help these new guys get into this. So we Obviously, have to keep this moving forward and keep kids that are interested in it. Bring them to the track. I've got great help at the track. I've got older guys, younger guys, and I've got kids that are ready to be part of what we're doing. They want to be racers. They want to go racing. Jace, he was just a youngster. He's seven years. He's eight years old now, and he went from quarter midgets. He's in a wing cart, so now he's number ninety three in a wing cart. Trent and his brothers. 93 in an outlaw intermediate wing cart and these guys are the future of tomorrow these these are the kids that have the experience they listen they learn and when they start getting like you know what i already know that i know this i know that well i'm there to just direct them as good as i can give them as much information and give them the best equipment that i feel i can give them so they can be competitive and be yeah. you know f- have fun doing this i said if it's not fun then, then it's not worth it because you have to have fun, even through all the BS that we go through with, you know, say tracks and promoters, you know, they have their rules. We have to follow every single T to this thing, you know, where we want to right. just roll and go. We have to slow down and make sure we're doing the right thing that we are allowed to do by following the rules, participating and being good sportsmen. You know, everybody, mostly everybody is, but there is a lot of stuff that has to that we have to follow through, even though we're the ones risking our necks out there every weekend. We're not getting paid. We're not making money at this. The pay isn't very great. We can barely put a tire on the car. But we don't care because we're out there to win. We're out there to race. I'm out there. If I get a top five, I feel like I've won the feature. Right. And I had a good night. I have people that come up, like my mom will be one of them. What's going on? Why aren't we winning? I'm like, Mom, did you see the 24 other guys here that came here tonight? Yeah, they all (laughs) feel the same way. Right. I mean, and it could be even if you were, you know, had a crappy heat race, got a, you
2: know,
0: and all of a sudden you start in
2: thirteenth, top five, that's a win. That
0: doesn't happen to Brad. He starts pulling. Oh yeah, 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 sir, starting on a pole. My bad,
1: my bad. bad. The guy runs fourth. It's a bad night. I (laughs) I actually had, I think it was a fifth or sixth, and the kids were draw. Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) that one happened i was like i feel like we did okay for what the situation was with the track the car everything that had happened we had a good night i'm glad the car went back in the trailer i didn't have to buy a new car i didn't have to fix anything i just had to work on the setup and the tires and you know gearing but that was a great night because the car went back in the trailer and the kids had a bad day at the track and they were upset and i said you see me acting like that we got sponsors here we need to show and be professional we need to show them how fun it is even if we don't win yeah absolutely no and that's a very good you know thing to teach them at a very young age you know
2: i mean they could be you know pout over there in the corner pouting you know oh, yeah. be like no you can't do that you got
1: to be professional 24 7 when you're doing this oh, yeah, yep. let's talk about that first win, 2018 that was pretty awesome Jimmy Cuba took off and he was out front and, uh, you know, the Cubas are fast and they're competitive. They're very good at what they do. All of a sudden that part of the track wasn't as superior as the top. I worked the top and I was like, you know, started moving on them. I got the, I had the momentum pulled away and got that win. And it was funny. Somebody, somebody, a friend of mine called and goes, well, Brad won. Well, where were the Cubas? I go right on my ass. Like, what do you think they were? You know, because <laughs> yes. everybody was right on my ass. It was, right. you know, and I didn't screw up. I made every freaking corner perfect, and the car was great. Everything worked like it should. And yeah, I defended a a move from Cam Schaefer. He freaking came out of nowhere. I don't know how far back he was, but he came out of nowhere, and we made a move and held on to that position. And that was a pretty awesome deal. I just can't only imagine what it is for everybody. What's going on you're going to try to win that first race? You know the laps are winding down, but yet you're you're waiting for that white flag and it might not even be halfway. You're like, come on man, where's that white flag? Right. Because you're in the lead, you're leading, and you know there's twelve guys, at least twelve guys behind you that any it could be any color car number car coming by you at any time. And it's happened several times where I've been out front and I'm like, Okay, where are they? What what's going on? Am I that good? Am I is my car hooked up that good i'm running the good line uh i've ran too low and had cars go around me on the outside i've ran too high and had mike Mueller dive underneath me and you're like son of a you know i should have went down there i should have been on the bottom and protecting that that position and uh that night that was just a great deal and uh there was another win that i got and it started to rain and i pulled into victory lane and they on the what is it the transceiver in our ear Peterson, get off the racetrack, and I was just like, you know, f you, I want to get out here and thank my sponsors. It was right. starting to rain, and it was a that was a pretty good win too. So they're all great wins, you know. They're they're not nothing was given, even starting up front. Good luck, I can't wait for you. To, you know, I can't wait for Mike Mueller to start up front yeah, on the pole this year, and everybody's coming for him. You know, he better run yeah. for the stars, run for the. <laughs> I
0: would love to start on the front row. I would love to start on the front
1: row because if. Everybody, if my shit's hitting on all eight cylinders and we're ripping and gripping, I'm gonna come as hard as I can come. Obviously, we run good together, but yep, you know,
0: hands on a sprint car racing, there's no givens, man. You sit on the front row, you can lose your ass in the first lap. Nobody says there's you know what? no givens on the front row. I'm gonna row. give
1: that guy the win. That, never, that never would not. Ever in sprint car racing. I don't nope. care if somebody won 25 races in a row and all of a sudden they're catching a guy that's never won, there is nobody there. That has that ability to say, you know what? I'm going to let you win that race. Never. No. It would have to be a, a son and father. It would have to be a son and daughter or something like that where they right. would let that person, you know, win that race. These right. guys, they're not there for second place. They'll be okay with it. And I am too. Yeah. But they are there to win. Well, you know, we all are. Well, regardless of how many, you know, you've said you got what eight now, eight eight? eight wins at Cedar Lake, eight UMSS wins at Cedar Lake Speedway. They don't come easy. None of them are ever easy. Well, lately they've shortened the races to save the driver uh, money on tires. So I was like, wait, wait, we're not running 30 laps. What? And it's like, okay, it's 18 or it's 20. Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's a fast track. It's I think I won a feature in seven minutes and thirty seconds because it was still <laughs> <full> eighteen. <laughs> they shortened right. it for some reason.
0: Right now, your number one goal is to win a wing feature, right? Yeah. Same here with me at Cedar yeah. Lake Speedway. So we're in a twenty-lap feature. redrawn eight cars. The two uh, fast cars, three, three, four fast cars get stuck in the back. You sit in the front row, wide open, no cautions. Dude, anybody can do it. Yep. Anybody could win We have a race. good chance, especially against the 305s and the big
1: LSs. Yeah. yeah, Our little motors can do it, man. I think so. And it's I don't gonna know how much longer they're going to be able to run the 305s because of this whole situation, this new rule deal, this this uh, impending IMCA sanctioning thing. There's a whole lot of stuff going on that right. we really don't understand or know about. But eventually, it's either going to be 305s or it's going to be LS motors. Well, I should have a short man. I hope Dirt I can draw Chevy, the pole. I hope
0: I can get the Brad Peterson pillow draw. Oh uh, yeah, and just run that bitch twenty laps wide
1: open and collect the trophy. I mean, that's my biggest goal this year. Yeah, or just if like it's yours. impending weather, they might cut it to eighteen laps if we got every it single. It could be class fifteen there. if a bunch of guys don't fucking have race saver batteries. You never yeah. know. Yeah, and they can't get the lineup right. Great story. I got it. Since you just said race saver and race saver <laughs> batteries, I know I, where this is going. I, I'm racing cars, and and I, I go. Race seaver and, and Mikey Mueller goes. You don't have a race I go. What's there to know, Mike? They throw the green. The white comes out in the checkered. <laughs> this he is goes, like Mark.
0: Mark. This is a no joke. Like two years into his career. So I go. Wait, hang years. on. So you
1: never ran with a race
2: seaver for the first couple of years? You didn't
1: well, fucking why? know. Why, why, why you want would I them? And I'm like, we can there watch there the know? flag man. We we come out of the corner. They're either throwing. <laughs> they're either they're either here. <laughs> They either shut the light off and you're going green and then you race until the white comes out. So I'm thinking, oh, this is 1997 technology right here, right. baby. Right. And I'm going, so, and, I'm, and then I'm listening to Mike going, well, dude, they tell you what position you're in. They tell you who's leading. They tell you where you're going to, you know, how many laps left. I'm like. I go back in the pits. I go, Chris. You know what? There's this thing called a receiver. They you know? <laughs> tell you all this information. I go, maybe we should get something like this because there are sometimes I'm wondering where I'm supposed to be at. I just try to get the next position, like get right. in there, and then they tell you where to go or whatever. Yep, yep. And here they're telling you where to go. And yeah, you, motherfuckers yeah, be motherfuckers. This is even better. The first time I get one, we're racing in Menominee, Wisconsin, and you know what? The first thing I hear is. Car 93, if you do that again, you will be banned from competition <laughs> here at the. And I'm like, what did I do? That's I was heating best. up my tires. And I oh, wasn't I've heard idling, the story. I wasn't idling around. I was like, heating up the tires like Rick Cobbs told me to do. You got to heat up them tires, got to get them tires hot. Uh, so number one problem. Listen to it, Rick Cobbs. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> this guy's been around a long time. He says, heat them tires up. So I'm heating my tires up. Car 93, you will be banned from competition here at the Red Cedar Speedway. I'm like, God dang. I got a receiver to. To be threatened by the track, and that's what it's I get. I'm gonna best. get kicked out of here. This is the best yeah. story ever. And now I I run a receiver every time I go. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: No, I've
2: heard I've heard some things. I think I even have an audio clip that I might have gotten a couple years ago from our uh, our uh, uh, Sean Simful. of him yelling at
1: you on oh, the yeah. yeah, I've been yelled at. That's no question. They're like ninety three. This ninety three. give oh, yeah. this
0: mother check at the pole every week, and then doesn't have to run a receiver. Yeah. Oh <laughs> it's my. It's the best.
2: I was freaking out when mine wasn't working when I was out there. I'm like, I can't do anything.
0: I don't yeah. know what's going on. Looking for the green to come out and go, you know. And right. Now I got to And now, find now it's weird that you know what's going on. It's yeah. like, then when it doesn't work, you're like, shit, what's going on?
1: Why are we going green? Oh, Why yeah. didn't they say one to go? Is it two to go? Are we going green this time by? Yeah. What's going on? I've heard a thing. I like when they're giving you the thumbs up and the track's so greasy. It's like you could make it into pottery clay and frickin' it's just wet and slippery. And they're giving you the thumbs up like, uh, no, no, do not throw no. the green. Even and when it's ready,
0: I'll drive by. Thumbs down. I'm the only one showing on the radio. Mike, you're the one with thumbs down. We're going green next time. Bye. I'm oh, like, what?
1: Jesus. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, that
1: feature I won last year. I guarantee there were people in there saying, hell no. The mud rooster tails were coming off the tires up over the top. of the. Yeah, on lap 20. On lap 20, that's what was happening. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it was nuts. That that whole night was just nutty in itself. And we're like, yeah, we get to be the first ones out. Great. Yeah, Yeah. did a great job.
0: Not going to lie, it was fun, but anybody could have won the feature that night. Anybody? Up.
1: I would just make sure that guy, that, the guy that was leading, he got into some traffic, and all of a sudden, I think his uh, mud got he got roosted, and he was right. off the gas, and I got by him, and there was a little contact. I think the guy came down a little bit and trying to make moves, and we got we caught Brian Roach. Roach was probably 150 pounds heavy with all that mud. And
0: oh, dude, the mud was insane. It, when
1: I finally made it around him, it was smooth sailing all the way to the checkered, and yeah, that was a. That was good because we had some issues and we couldn't figure out what was wrong with the car. And we finally did. It took us longer than most.
2: Well, all all I got to say is, and I said this before, I've said it on this podcast that that night, just in a hole, just because obviously I got two drivers here that were involved with it. I was crewing for a guy that was involved with it. I was like, we're going to go into turn one and we're
1: going to junk some shit here. Yeah. But, Every single car made it through there. Well, the funny thing is we drew and we came in and they said, well, here's the deal, guys, at the driver's meeting. we are redraw number, one, baby. You're not on the pole. We're going to do a redraw. They did the redraw and it was like it was less than the number I had. eighteen. And they said, nope. Brad goes, I'm going to do it right here in front of God and everybody else. That number became number 20.
0: No, 18.
1: The first time? Yep, it, it was, was 18. Le- it was less than that. And then they redrew oh. and that put...
0: Angry, Al, Angry Stetner. Al Stetner
1: started nope. on the pole. He hadn't been in the car. They got the car out to the track finally. First night of the year? Just like my luck draws pole position. I'm on the outside. That was uh that was pretty awesome. If they would have went with the original draw, I was gonna start at the back. Well now here's the weird deal. They do a redraw number and Brad's still on the pole. Brad's on the outside. Now it's I lost the front pole. row, you but, know Mikey, what I mean? I lost the pole to that shit and I was <laughs> Can you believe it? On the he outside. went from back row outside but pole. Liked, and he's upset about it. <laughs> I liked my position on the outside. The only oh, thing was the I best. wasn't sure if Al even had the right gears in because he hadn't been out there in a while. The track was heavy wet. I wasn't sure if he was just going to pull away or if we were going to take that green and go side by side. Fortunately, I was able to dominate that perfect gearing. Tire stagger, everything went good for me, and I was able to get that jump on them and uh take over the lead. As dangerous
0: sure. as that night was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, hands down, it was. I start I think I started like fourteenth, and I ran six that night, so that was it. Was cool passing all them cars and getting wild and fucking muddy and crazy and watching them all push. But it was, uh, oh yeah, it been a lot of fun out front by out front with you.
2: So through all these years of racing sprint cars so far, you you are going on what year six? Year six of this deal. Is that, is that what it is? Six years? Yeah, already? 2017 to 2023. It sounds like six to me. Him excluded. You can't pick Mike just because he's on the microphone. You cannot pick Mike. Who is? Well, what's one of those other guys that's been out there on the track you've had just epic battle or you just love racing with?
1: God, well, that's all of them. All these guys are so good <laughs> and so tough that, you know, we. I think anytime I can beat Cam Schaefer, because obviously he's holding, he's, He's the guy to beat. He's been able to beat everybody. He's been able to be dominant. He's very good at the setup. He knows the cars, I'd say, as good as anybody. He's got technology for suspension, his engine, his drivetrain. If you can beat Cam Schaefer, you know, when I first started, I think a few people stopped racing. Kolb, Giassi, those guys were winning. Yep. They weren't in it. And I was like, what's going on here? You know, these were the guys that I we were thinking we would have to race against and beat. And then, obviously, Cam Schaefer, you know, with his insane win streak. Yeah, him for sure. Well, when we started, here's a funny story. It was Kurzman. I never even knew who this 3K car was. I was this guy up on the top. He checks out and wins feature. My one pit crew guy who doesn't help us anymore goes, a week later, we pull into the track, and 3K pulls in, and he goes, oh, there goes the weekend. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, there goes the 3K Kurzman car. You know, we're done. I go, what do you mean? I go, you know what, Brent? That's why you ain't driving the car. I Because if I beat myself up like you just did, I go, I-, I feel like we can beat him. Yeah. I feel like if we get our shit together and we get the car working, I don't think, you know, we are going to get beat by him every time. Maybe we can beat him. So then a couple of weeks go by, we win a race. Uh, Kersman had some problems and I see Brent, you know, this might be six months down the line. I go, Hey Brent, you know what Kersman says when he pulls into the track now, when he sees the 93, oh (laughs) shit, there goes the weekend." he goes, ha ha, very funny. Cause you know, Kersman don't think that Kersman goes there. He's got the experience. He's raced long enough. Yeah, He knows he can win any night he shows up on that racetrack. Oh yeah. Whether everything works like it should tires, gears, motor.
2: I uh, mean, yeah, no, there's definitely some times where certain guys pull in and you're like, ah, crap.
1: There we go again. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Oh God. We're done.
2: (laughs) So now I got to ask. So now I excluded Mike from the conversation. I'm bringing Mike back into the conversation. Hey, what's up? Hi, Mike. Welcome back to the RTS podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Now, what is one time I want to either hear from you or you or the both is one time y'all battled on a track together? Well, Brad, go first.
1: I remember buying a wheel from Mikey Mueller. I got a great deal on a wheel. I got some battle bars. (laughs) He and, came over uh, to my shop and Stacy yeah, one night. Spent some money. He brought, was, brought he, all his crew guys with. Yeah, he had a great deal on parts and we bought some. We we've never really got into each other hard, but that it might have been a week later. We did. We got together. And sure enough, the wheel he sold me, he folded the rim over on that thing. Didn't fold it over, but put a little, put a little Mike Mueller MM87. Uh, I folded there. it. I folded it. <laughs> so it could go both ways. So we made contact. My rim took, you know, got the worst of it. That so rim obviously it was Mike your Mueller. left front. Yeah, I think it was a left rear. <laughs> Weird. I yeah. was on the inside of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we got together. You know, nobody flipped. Nobody crashed. Nobody spun out. Right? That I've ever... Well, I think you came down on me. Came down. Might have came down. Might have got out of shape, off the cushion, you know, trying to make a move on Mike Miller. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I guarantee it wasn't my left side wheels. It got pinned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: They were
1: too busy hugging the infield tractor tires. We had, oh. we had the rubber from his tire on our car, you know, could... Taking any, yeah, any I think one. I gave you one. Two I front think tires, if you looked at wheels. that video from three different directions from three different people, you'd get three different. But there was no takeout, there was no. We raced hard. I know that if I put my car between Mikey Miller and the wall or Mikey's running, I got to be careful and be I have to predict like his momentum off the corner and how he's going to drive into the corner before I stick my car in between them. make sure I'm got the uh the momentum to pull off that move, so you got to be calculated. You got to be smooth. Mikey Miller runs good. He's he's staying on track where he's running. He's going to hit his marks and run his groove until he sees something different. You know where he has to move around a little bit. So we've we've been beat by Mikey and we beat Mikey. And I don't know the numbers, but I guarantee it. It would be pretty fun to 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 see that because it's been. Back and forth for over the years. No, it's been a lot of fun racing, man. You're one of the cleanest races out there, too. That's the biggest thing. Yep. I don't like to spend any more money than anything that I can control, like getting into a wreck or getting making contact. There's some guys out there using bumpers and stuff like that. These ain't modified. These are sprint cars. You can get hurt in these things. If you run clean and you're good and you got your setup and you're a faster car your opportunities will present themselves to make your move and pass. And once you see that big right rear from somebody, your option isn't to to try to outrace them on the outside. It's to get in line and try to counter that at mm. another time. Don't mess with that right rear. Uh, obviously when I lost my car, to uh, see Cunningham car, got into a car, turned a little bit. I climbed that right rear and my car launched and it went up and over two or three times. Ma said it flipped seven times and over and it was probably like three. I'm sure she was counting. It (laughs) junked that car. There was nothing left of that car. That car right right now I think is a rat rod chassis somewhere, you know, in Iowa because the guys were looking for rat rod chassis. Well, it's got another
2: life. No, that's actually kind of a cool deal.
1: Yeah, I felt good because that was a great car. And now I have another Maxim chassis for my wing car. So I'm excited about this season with that car straight, never bent, never tipped over.
2: What's the plans for 2023? What what can we expect out of team 93 racing?
1: Right now, the non-wing car is ready to go. It's got new tires. She's, uh, you know, got new oil filter. Carb's just been gone through. The wing car will be shortly thereafter. We won't have that ready opening weekend unless it snows and rains again, but it won't be far after we'll have both cars ready to go.
2: Heck yeah, going to be uh, mainly Cedar Lake, going to do a little running around, or just mainly staying at home?
1: Mainly Cedar Lake, but I am I would love to go to Jackson. I'd love to go to Mississippi Thunder Speedway. I'd love to go to Ogilvy. I'm going to wait for them race gods to bless me with another pole position. and Numero uno. Uh, i will make that track as wide as I can and try Dude. to go out there and steal a win. That would be great. I'll tell you what, man. It's a, it's a very narrow track driving
0: behind you. I'm just going to let you know that right now. It's, it's likewise. <laughs> it, ain't yeah. easy
1: to get, it ain't easy to get by the 87 Hey, I'll
0: tell you what. The track's 30 feet wide. I got six feet to the bottom. You got the other freaking 24 tell, tell feet. Tell you what. I don't have a scratch <laughs> on
1: my bumper, but I've run within a one inch of Mikey Mueller's bumper trying to get by him. And <laughs> hey, the last time I got I made a pass on Mikey Mueller, he was fast and all of a sudden I seen his wheels turning left and the car was pushing right for a split second where my car laid in there and it was like full force. And that race I, I, I ate it up a little bit and let it slide. He had to check up. He had to give me that position because I I didn't have it by much. But Mikey Mueller's a freaking very good competitor, very smart, and he let it it go. And then when it happens to me and Mikey Mueller comes flying in there, guarantee I'm not even going to look at the number of the car. I'm going to know that tire's coming, get off the gas, and try to regroup. That was a great battle. Mikey came back that night and drove by me to put himself in second place in that feature race that night. That was great.
2: So one thing I got to ask about 2023, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, running UMSS, running wing, running non-wing and everything. MTS. Well, I want to talk about that for just a hot second. The GT Transport Hotshot Challenge down at MTS this year. As far as I know, besides, I think V-Brock was down there with you on a practice day. You probably the only non-wing guy that's got any laps at MTS and we're going down there to be racing for some serious cash if you qualify. For that
1: option to t- to take that option with GT transport. there's a few guys that dialed in, hooked up, everything hit and right could possibly do that i don't feel and actually scott brant gave me shit you're not going to take the challenge and start at the back i go hey i was fourth last week and couldn't get to the front what makes you think i can start i can drive from the back to get to the front you know because i was like yeah that's a big challenge it's a huge challenge
0: it's a huge challenge
1: you get a heavy track you get some people racing side by side there's nowhere to go
0: when cam won the gt transfer challenge back in what 2020 dude awesome Super yeah. cool dude, yeah. cautions fell his way. He kicked ass. Track was to his perfection, one laying around the top. So, I, I mean, I think I was can watching a this
1: year. video from somebody and they go, Oh, they just threw a Cam Schaefer caution. It was funny because they knew he was coming, yes, and then the caution came. So, they called it the Cam Schaefer caution. Must yeah. have been it, some debris, it definitely. CSC, <laughs> that's it. what yeah. we call it on you know, drivers, yeah. and it that's all it took. He was they grouped him up. He did his thing.
2: Yeah. Oh. So you got a little leg up on the competition. You're the only guy that's driven, got laps in a sprint car there.
1: Yeah. No, we were uh, under geared, and it was, uh, I'll tell you, we went there. It was like 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. And just out there with a wing car. It's a smaller track. Oh, yeah. The cushion the fun feels fun like track, the bottom at Cedar, you know. But, yeah, real fun track. It should yep. be very interesting to go there Yeah. and uh, race around that track. So no, it's I ran be- there when it was a tri-oval, and they had a, they had a sand berm up in the turn two. It was a berm of sand. Interesting. Yeah. Really? Trial. Well, you ever heard of that? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. I ran there in a modified and a super stock. Nice. Yeah. I heard.
0: I heard the place was wild back in the trial. I ran there back in the modified and it was so much fun. Back I think in 2011. So. Yeah.
1: If that was a circuit and we had the opportunity to race sprint cars there on a weekly or you know whatever specials, that I guarantee they would have everybody down there.
0: Oh, I believe it. No dude, question. Could you imagine wing cars at Mississippi Thunder Speedway? Yeah, that would that be, would be phenomenal. It's yeah. like
1: Deer Creek, dude. It's a badass. It's, I mean, yeah. it, it's a high bank race facility. It's very well badass organized. You know, obviously maintained, run well. Obviously, our favorite and our home track, Cedar Lake Speedway. I feel in my heart, there's no better racetrack than that. I haven't been to as many tracks as you've been to. I've been to the you know the ones around here. I know yep. you've been all over the place. Uh, we really love that track we love what they do with that track when they get it right and it's just awesome it is a fun track well brad you're
2: you're a frequent listener of the rts podcast yep you know how this gig works we got our new deal here that we've been doing in 2023 we got our driver to driver question so our last driver question is coming from our last guest on episode 92 lucas Lowe, driver of the 20l he was just in here joined us in the studio had a great time with lucas he had no idea who was going to be next. I was like, if you think really hard about it and what our next episode is, you're probably going to figure it out. And I said, you, you don't know who it's going to. So are you ready for our RTS driver to driver question? I'm ready for the question. All right. Here it is. Driver to driver question from Lucas Logue to Brad Peterson.
1: Do you prefer driving winged or non-winged cars? You know, I love them both, but the exp- the thrill of the speed in that wing car and how It's so insanely fast that you feel like you're, you know, in a whole different level of racing compared to the non-wing. The non-wing, there's nothing like it. It's amazing. But the speed where you don't have to lift and have everything dialed in out the gate, there's no adjusting your driving style. It's you either got it or you don't. You know, right now, I'm excited to get behind a wing car with a 50-inch axle wing shocks, everything designed to race a wing car and see how competitive I can be with that car versus using the non-wing car to race against the wing cars. I think there's going to be a big difference. Uh, you know, maybe I just got lucky and got my, my non-wing car dialed in so good I was able to be as competitive as I was, but I feel like with the right equipment, I will be as competitive as i can be and able to you know take get a win in this class or i wouldn't be doing it yeah I, I would still be doing it but right you know i feel like i could get a win in this class so right now i'm gonna go with uh this wing car thing's a big deal all right sounds good there you have it
2: wing or non-wing it's going with the wing and then we gotta have a follow-up question if you're getting wings at the bar what do
1: what sauce are you going with garlic parm buffalo what are you what are you doing I'm going to Fiesta Cancun, and it's funny you brought that up. I actually (laughs) brought you guys a Fiesta Cancun gift card. So this is a $100 gift card. This is from me, from my sponsors, and this is for you guys to go enjoy some margaritas and some great Mexican food. They are the best. I like wings, but I'll tell you what I like even better, margaritas and burrito bowl at Fiesta Cancun. You guys can't go wrong. Enjoy that. That's on Team 93 right there. Damn. Uh, They're going to... I Love that! And if you haven't gone there, go there and try it. We've tried everywhere else, and we we love these guys. They're the most. Well, they sponsor a sprint car. Yeah. Mikey goes. Are you bringing the whole crew out here one night? He said. I go. <laughs> you know what? I think they might come out here. You know, they got sports cars and and they got supercars, and you know, they're into right. this car culture and this club stuff. You know, yeah, and, for sure. And, and they love it, and they they see what we do, but they are busy working too, and they enjoy it on social media, seeing how we do and. Uh, we we treat them right. We introduce people to the restaurant. Enjoy that right there. That's on us. We maybe we'll go there together. And I was gonna I was Absolutely. gonna say
2: the only thing that well thank you very much for that. I, I we are gonna appreciate it, Tom. But to only make it right is if you let us know when y'all are going and we'll be there until and we're gonna do this
0: together, man. Dude, nothing better than a little Mexican food, chip and salsa.
2: Oh, so good. Oh, give oh, me yeah.
0: some,
1: give me some queso all day. Get long. the queso oh, cheese yes. and, and drizzle it over your. Your uh, California burrito bowl, oh my chicken god! And extra jalapenos. Stop, you guys are gonna stop. be like, no wonder Pete Peterson goes there so often because <laughs> this is sick. Oh, I put on ten pounds over the winter, and I was like, you know what? It's got to be that burrito bowl because that burrito bowl came out early winter. Yeah. So yeah, it's amazing. Plus, all their food is uh, awesome.
2: Oh man, I'm looking forward to it. You
1: know, Phenomenal. you know, if we plan this right,
2: th- it could be a good night. I got one final question before we let you go. You were talking earlier. You know, you're you know you're you're still racing. You're very good at it. You're kicking ass and everything. But you got you got the kiddo waiting in the wings. You know, you said he's going to be a great asset to the organization. You know, you're still trying to make the decision on you know are we going to run another year of the cart or are we going to get you a traditional? What's the plan? What would it be like for you? You know, if 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 he does get in behind the wheel of a traditional and you both are out there and you guys go
1: racing together, what's that going to be like? I'm going to say, hey, get in front of Mikey Mueller and hold him up on the bottom while I can run away on the top and, <laughs> and win that feature. That's what's going to go down. No, Seriously. He, it's going to take a (laughs) while. I got to look right now. This was on from Mikey Miller. He's like, you're kidding me. But you know, the, the way this kid drives, he's smooth. He's fast. He listens to instruction and he's got his own style. He's going to be good. It'll take him a little bit. We'll get him the best equipment that we can get him to be competitive. And, uh, like I said, you know, at some point I can't keep doing this all my life. I'd like to be a crew chief on this deal and uh, be around and get kids involved with this sport and, This traditional class can be and will be as good as it could be and even better. There's little things that can be tweaked as far as the organization goes to make it even better, and there's great advice coming from Lots of people to make this better. And, you know, our president of the association, he's doing what he can to make this thing what it is. I think it can be a little better. And together, everybody working together can help make this thing even better. It's a great class, you know. No, it is. I mean, I've been
2: involved since 2015. It's been a complete blast. I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, Keho getting me involved with this, we would not be doing
1: this right now. I can't believe we're doing this right now. We're doing a podcast at, at your house with Mikey Mueller. You know, it's, just, it's a racing family it of is. people that, yep. you know, We I can't think of a greater group of people, you know, that we could be involved with in life doing what we're doing. All of us racers or crew
2: guys, we all have our different niches and what we what we expertise in and everything. It's like, okay, you know, if I need something well, I'm, 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 I might hit Mike up. You know, like you said, with well, your business and everything, I you know, they were looking for a roof. I hey, all I can do is I can give a recommendation. I don't know if he's going to go that far. And you went out of your way. You went there. You did it. And you knocked it out of the park, man. It's like everybody's and that's
1: what we do. We're one big family. We're all out here helping each other out. Hands down. Support local. Yep. Support your local outfits, your local companies, stores. Less money going to the big box stores than to the local guy. Matt Bowles got it down. He's, you know, support the local guy. Agreed.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more, man. It's been a heck of a run. We had some fun. We took care of some, we took care of some, uh, alcoholic beverages here tonight. We had a great conversation a lot of fun i was looking forward to this this is going to be uh it was good it's going to be a long one but i think it was definitely worth it man i'm looking forward to going back editing this one up and getting it out there to got the more stories. Nation. are we
1: done or i mean i could keep uh, no, you want to come, no, 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 come back two. Yeah, Well, you Well, you said that soon. you were
2: looking at maybe moving your car number to 94 95 we can just have you in on the next one too that's right, fine that sounds good we can we'll, definitely do that we'll man we'll
1: definitely be a part hey, of it. hey thanks
0: for tuning in to episode 193 here we are where brad peterson <laughs> 193 <yeah. laughs> i don't
2: know if we can wait another 100 episodes to have them back. Oh, it's no, this is continuous. Oh, yeah, no, I get <laughs> this. Is, well, I think whenever we get a chance, I mean, I just haven't, like, you know, say after just like a Saturday night, right? And then all of a sudden it's just like on a Sunday, if we're not busy or nothing, we just going to want to recap the weekend. I'd love to have
0: him in to do it, dude. We could do like Monday Titan Exterior Stories.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh yeah, endless stories. twenty minute call in tales what from it the roof, a day, baby. <laughs> a call-in, a hotline tales call-in from the roof. That would be that would get out of control with the people that we know, you guys right. know, yeah. that would, probably go rated R. Can you do that, that kind of thing? Because oh, well, yeah, so we, we have
2: we a well, I'm sure you. Yeah. We have another
1: show called RTS and Orthodox.
2: Now, oh, that yeah. would be, you know, like, so if you're ever in the area, say you're checking out a roof here, you know, kind of within the neck, you know, 10, 15 minute radius and you, you're you like, hey, you know, I got a couple of minutes to kill and I'm in the area. What are you guys doing? Call me. For right. sure. Come on, Orthodox, man. That's yard when sale.
1: that's when it gets to be a yard sale. Yeah, OK, that's fun. when it gets to uh, be a we'll yard sale. some of them other stories that we were, you know. Yeah, that sounds like the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and who's not to
2: say? I mean, you know, it's we haven't even raced yet this season. So, you know, Come. The fall, we gotta have you back to figure out what the heck all happened this summer and what
0: your redraw numbers were. You know what I mean? We don't fuck that up, you know that
2: average up. uh, I picked a. uh, (laughs) Let's see. I think my average redraw was about a two point (laughs) seven. Wow.
1: Rough summer. Here comes that can (laughs) with a clink, clink. There's two chips left in there. I'm like, Uh, is it an eight or a one? Is it an eight or a one? (laughs) We're on the pole, boys. Yeah, exactly. It's between a two and a three. Damn it! We're starting outside. Son of a b! Get me three more gallons of methanol in that tank. (laughs) make sure I get to the. (laughs) I got to make sure I weigh enough at the finish. Oh man, at the finish,
2: you got a lot of people that help you out with this thing, man. Like you said, very lucky, very fortunate, and
1: uh, you know you got a lot of help behind you. Who do you like to thank? I'm gonna thank uh obviously my mom, ma- my mom, my girlfriend for supporting me and you know being there for me. But uh Titan Exteriors, obviously that's uh my number one, my my business, my partner, uh Hagberg's Meat Store, Fiesta Cancun. Now they have a new taco shop in St. Louis Park. Woodbury Dental Arts, if you need uh some dental attention there, guys will take care of you. St. Croix Marine and Power, get yourself a pontoon for the summer rendezvous sports bar i'll tell you what their pizza in somerset is the best there's no no better pizza in somerset very good uh lake cowboy apparel that's a family-owned business and uh there's some pretty cool stuff there and they do a lot of stuff and a lot of professional uh musicians wear their gear now so and uh low boys excavating you need a driveway done anything else like that uh give us a call we'll take care of you Spartan quick service if you're in Somerset and need tires or oil change. But if you're north of Highway 8, I recommend Bradwell Auto and Truck. They are great. They will take care of you. Even if you got hail damage on your car, Kevin's the guy. He's going to make that thing look like brand new. Cool dudes. Uh, TCB Speed helps me out. They're great. Uh, parts, tires, fuel, get your car straightened out, get her squared up. That thing, he'll help you out. Week's End Sign. Great family friends and Pathfinder Snowmobile Club. Those guys are awesome. They're going to buy me a couple of tires. And I'm going to burn them tires off trying to beat Mikey Mueller <laughs> to the checkers. Not a boy. Yeah, run the bottom to last longer. Yeah, yeah. I, I will be running on the tires. I got I got a. A guard on the bottom of my oil pan so I can run the tires over like Mikey. That
2: a boy, that a boy baby. There you go. Well, Brad, thank you so much. I know you Thanks got a hectic man. schedule, you busy day and whatnot. You come all the way up here, hanging out with us here at the Lightspeed Equipment Studios here on the RTS podcast, bringing us gift cards and everything, wearing RTS merch, man. Seriously, like, if there's somebody that's out there every time, if you guys are at the track, he's even got the T-shirt on, too. He came in full bore I love it man. You see like and whenever they're like posting the update from like the arena and whatnot, he's right. always got the RTS shit on. That's I love it. Classy
1: as cool. fuck. You've done your research, your homework, your your RTS graphics are top of the top of the line notch. They look cool. You guys look great in them. You guys are great. It's awesome to be a part of this uh yep nope we uh we love being a part of it too
2: no thank you thank you very much man we appreciate the kind words appreciate you coming up here and everything and uh we're gonna do it again it's not gonna take 93 more episodes to make this happen we hope to have you back at the end of the season and uh find out how your 2023 season went as he's finishing off the fireball there she goes it's all over baby just one it's done it's over with it's over man but yes thank you for coming up man and we best of luck in 2023
1: thank you can't wait. See you guys in the pits.
2: That ended up being quite the night. That was fun. With old Bradley here in studio.
0: Dude's got so many stories. I mean, he only started just on, you know, what he's done in his career and his life. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's a guy with a lot of stuff going on.
2: No, he definitely does. I mean, it's, he's always, always on the go, whether it's work. The kids racing, his racing, you right. you name it. He's on the, he's always on the move. Yes, like you said, he basically lives out of his truck six days a week, seven days a week, and just always going. But it's they're having a good time doing it. I mean, if you're looking at a guy when it come, like he said in an interview, like when it comes to his sponsors and bringing people to the track and getting those people integrated into what we do on a weekend basis out at a track for something that they might not be familiar with. He makes it fun for those people, and that's what's making them want to come back.
0: Dude's been doing it for a long time, and he loves sprint cars. He got a new Maxim for his wing car. I know he's looking forward to being back in that, and so am I, man. I can't wait to be out on the track with him.
2: No, you guys racing against each other, like he he's saying a lot of praise for you and that old 87 machine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always fun, man, running with Brad. No, it's always good. I know him and Johnny have had some good battles in the past and whatnot. It's uh, the who regardless of who he's racing with, they they're always putting on a show. All you
0: guys are putting on a show. Yeah, it's good, man. And the guy's got one lucky horseshoe stuck somewhere because he's got the draw figured out. So hopefully that changes for him this year. I'm gonna laugh so
2: hard if he goes there weekend one and he hits that he hits that enter button for that draw. It's unreal, and it's gonna be a high number. And then he's going to make the redraw and he's going to get the eight. And he's going to probably say that we cursed him. That'll
0: never happen. That'll <laughs> no, it's probably never, ever happened. To him. So, so what if it does? Oh, man, well, then I guess you got a little RTS podcast curse of the draw going on. So we should get more of my competition on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. Should we have a little friendly wager? What, what will? So do we want to bet on what his pill draw will be or his redraw? So how do you want to do this? It's got to make it fair. I want to have a little friendly wager here. I want to bet on this.
0: I'll take the top half. You take the bottom half. Okay. So you think you you're cursed them. I think he's going to continue to be on the front row. Okay.
2: So you get one through four on the, on the redraw. Yep. I get five through eight. Yep. And then you get one through five, 49. Yep or do we go to 100 or is it just 99? It's 100. It is? Yeah, I've
0: drawn it. You have? <laughs> yes, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's unbelievable. I guess I've never seen the hundo. Yeah, it's only one 3 digit number. It's like surprise. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah. You're guaranteed to start last inside row last. <laughs> it's unreal. All right, so what's the what's the wager? What do you want to bet it on? Uh the first frosty beverage at the Cedar Lake bar. That works
2: deal i'm in so we have to keep tabs on brad to know where well i guess my race pass tells you what you draw doesn't it yes it does all right so we're good
0: it'll be a single digit god he's lucky
2: (laughs) (laughs) i do have to say two things uh uh, for brad uh one i want to say thank you again for the hegberg's uh beef sticks and the fiesta cancun gift card
0: Yes, dude. I cannot wait to go there. The place is phenomenal. Oh, I'm
2: so... He hyped it up so good. I love me some Mexican food. The best. He's hyping up the queso, the California burrito bowl. I'm in. Dude, I can't wait. I'm so in for that. And it was funny. So, Brad rattled off all of his sponsors, right? Yep. All of them. He messaged me immediately the next morning and said, I quote, oh shit, I forgot to plug Napa. (laughs) So, Napa... He didn't forget about you. He still remembered you. I'm just plugging y'all for him. So thank you to Napa from the 93 team.
0: Napa know how.
2: (laughs) Thanks again to Brad for coming up here, man. A lot of fun. It was. Other than that, hey, probably not racing this weekend. Weather looks like shit. Yep. It's depressing. It's all gloom and doom. We're never going to go racing. See you in 2024. Maybe next month. (laughs) Yeah. But, of course, we got to say thank you to our sponsors, you yeah. know, because they help us out so much. Like our presenting sponsor, GT Transport LLC, our studio sponsor, Lightspeed Equipment. And on top of that, Mueller Jewelers, DK Designs, JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill, Pretty Polished Junkie, TC B-Speed North, The Fast Factory, Racing Today, Taylor Jolin Photography, and QualityFreightRate.com. Thank you guys so much. We couldn't do it without you. And, uh, yeah, if you want to go find us on the show, uh, Mike, where, where can they find us?
0: Uh, Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's a good spot to find us. It is, man. Search RTS Podcast. Throw a one, an MN, anything behind it We're on there. Check us out. Like, follow, share. Everything you guys do means the world to us, so beat those buttons.
2: Absolutely. And uh, if you want to go back and listen to the other 92 episodes of this disaster, and I'm talking absolute disaster. Well, thats not that bad. That, you know, you guys put up with every week listening to Mike and I, ramble on you head on over to your favorite podcast app such as iHeartRadio or spotify there's also apple and google podcasts tune in there or your favorite podcast app today search the rts podcast and for our apple users this has worked we've gotten
0: a couple mike we have to keep doing this they took the five seconds they took the five seconds thank you to the couple that did they gave us a nice review. Awesome. They're helping us climb the ladder because Mike's too scared. I'm not a big heights guy, like I said. So you guys do that. Five seconds. It really keeps me on the ground. Thank you, guys. It took time to do that. Please keep them coming. We really do appreciate it. Yes, thank
3: you.
2: Other than that, hopefully we'll be racing here in the next uh, couple episodes so we can get some content out the track and uh, get that to you guys and look forward to seeing all of you guys at the track. But until then, catch us on episode 94. We'll see you next time.
0: See ya. See ya.